You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. All right, hey, this is Brett Myers, and you're listening to this shitty podcast. It's supposed to be about we know something, but I don't think they know shit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Brett, you're the man. Dude, thank you is so much. Is that good much. enough? That's awesome. Perfect. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 136 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, a very sleepy Sam Matura. Before we go any further, this was supposed to be here last week, and it was not. It was supposed to be here for your birthday. Uh-oh. So I got you that. Whoa, dude. So a guy on Instagram, go on Instagram, his handle is Mr. Blastbolt on Instagram. Check out his website, blastbolt.com. But he makes like all these like awesome pins from like anime to comics, DC, Marvel. This guy does it all. And I saw Yusuke Urameshi, and I thought he did a great freaking job. And I thought I think my friend would like this. Damn. I was looking for like a like he. I think the only other one he had was Hie and was sold out because I wouldn't have gotten more. But no Karama, no Kubara. I didn't see him. But saw Yusuke. I thought of my boy. Happy late birthday gift. It, it did get here on your birthday, but I wanted to do it on the podcast. Thank you. No problem. I appreciate no that. Problem. That's 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 what you get from the best damn voice in the business. And the he'll best. post a picture later because I didn't, I didn't post it anywhere, so no one's seen it yet. And the best damn friend in the business. So I thought it was a nice little – I thought he did a great job. That looks great. Very detailed. Yeah. Uh, he's doing a spirit gun, which is really cool. Um He's got that badass look on his face. This is sweet. This is really, it's really sweet. It's one of Greg's favorite animes. This so. is going up in my office. I have a tack, like a tack board awesome. in my office I can put pins in. That's exactly where that's going. Hell yeah. Dude, that's friggin' awesome. Uh, Thank you. Right. That's a good way. I was sitting here like, well, I'm never shouting this motherfucker out on his birthday ever again. Because <laughs> I didn't get shit on social media on our podcast stuff. So I was like, fuck him. He's never. I give him one every year. And I haven't got one in three years. I got one three years ago. That was the last <laughs> time you posted anything on We Podcast social media about my birthday. So I was like, I said to Ash, too. I was like, fuck him. He's never getting a birthday <laughs> shout out ever again. I, well, I deserve that. This is better. This is better. Oh, I appreciate it's a, it. It's a step in the right direction. It's the thought that counts. No, that was really cool. Uh, this is episode 136. We have a great show for you lined up tonight. It's going to be a big one. I mean, we have a new Batman, which is insane. We finally get to talk about it. The speculation is over. We have a new Batman cast for, I was about to say Christopher Nolan, but it's not, for uh, Matt Reeves. Reeves yeah. um, Batman solo movie, we got that. We have the series finale, which we're going to start off with tonight. The series finale of Game of Thrones to go over in great detail as we have been for the last six weeks we got to close it out and there's that documentary this coming sunday we'll so we'll do like one final game of thrones next week to cover the documentary but also uh we have a a fun top three they have some explaining to do we got some movie reviews like aladdin and brightburn we have um i forgot to put in here the rundown but we're gonna add doom patrol to it because that's almost at its that was the first season. literally the penultimate patrol was the name of the episode yeah. so that that's got its last episode tomorrow for season one which is pretty insane because we're recording this on thursday may 23rd 2019 so friday it'll come out um we have some very very few gaming stories but one of them is npd which is our favorite yes. thing to do every month to talk about the best sales of the month we have sam cgc spotlight a wrestling pay-per-view um and so some other fun stuff but uh, like we said, we're going to start off with Game of Thrones in just a minute after our trivia section. And a couple of, well, 
not a couple, just one, just one, but one announcement, one really cool announcement that we're going to get to. And when this isn't some bullshit clickbaity thing, cause you're already listening. So we gotcha. Uh, <laughs> but it is a very cool thing that we can say that we're going to be adding to our podcast in a big way, uh, to, to expand. So we're really looking forward to that. But if you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news and gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Be sure to join the we pod squad wink wink by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like itunes stitcher Castbox, iHeartRadio, spotify wherever you get that audible goodness be sure to leave us that rating and review it's the easiest and cheapest way to help the show grow uh if you want to go over to we podcast we know things.com it's got links to all of our social media it's got links to our store and our patreon where you can hook us up monetarily each month and we will kick you back a reward also we be geeks PC.com for the Weeby Geeks Podcast Network and ESONetwork.com for the ESO Network. Before we get to the big announcement, because it's a tease, it's a cliffhanger, not like you can't just hit the fast forward button and get 30 seconds ahead. I did a work event last night, a a fun little get together with the crew at Horsham Speedway. Okay. Over here in Horsham. Team building. Right, with go karts and stuff. Now, I got there a little late, so I I missed all the go karting stuff. But I, <laughs> I, I did get to do some axe throwing. That's cool. And I'll awesome. tell you right now, you know how I'm good at dumb shit? Yeah. Being like cornhole and darts and pool. Well, then I shouldn't say they're dumb. They're awesome. But I'm good at like those little things. Yeah. I've found a new calling. He said I'm a great axe thrower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apparently am a very good axe thrower. I went like 7-0. and oh. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I've never been. Um, it is my first throw. You underestimate so my first throw missed the board by a good six feet. I hit twenty two in a row. Oh after shit! That. Yeah, like six like bullseyes are just kind of like six bullseyes and twenty two on the board in a row, and I won six in a row. I won a week's worth of bubble tea, Dan. I'm talking to you. I beat you two out of well, I swept, I, I, I demolished your ass. Uh, but it was <laughs> it was a lot yeah, of fun. He's, he's not here to defend himself. No, no, he's not. But that's fine. I'll hear it on Tuesday. But it's a long weekend, which is awesome. It's Memorial Day weekend. We're bringing you this show on Thursday night. You're hearing it either late Thursday night or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Um, But with Memorial Day on Monday, there's something that's happening on Tuesday that we want to talk about. Because from now on, every other Tuesday, beginning this Tuesday, you're going to get a second podcast. A second podcast. A second podcast. But Sam, it's not going to be us. Say it ain't so. <laughs> no, you don't have to put yourself through that shit uh, anymore uh, or, or again. Well, I once, say. once a week is plenty yeah. to hear. Once us. a week is fine, but every other week. So it's not going to be every Tuesday, but every other Tuesday starting this Tuesday, we've added a new podcast to the We Pod Squad. So we're trying to grow the We Podcast and we know things name. And we wanted to, uh, in, you know, incorporate some different types of shows into our arsenal, right? And it starts with who else? But MRC Tech, Sean Carcitti, our resident Star Wars nerd, has begun his own podcast called MRC Tech Presents The Last Podcast. And he's going to start this Tuesday. Episode 1 is done, and it's awesome. awesome. Now, is it strictly Star Wars it based? It is a strictly Star Wars based podcast. Because he needs to get this stuff out. He's got too much shit inside him. He's got to vent this out. So <laughs> right. I, I understand. And, and we can't. We're not no, big no. enough in the Star Wars near his level. to have the conversations that he has. And he has an hour-long first episode solo. 
Wow. It's it's a good it's dialogue. It's like a Bill Burgess ramble. And, and I listened to the whole thing already because we were going back and forth and testing this, that, and the other audio levels and this, that, and the third. I love his intro music, by the way. It's super cool. Um, and I think he says, like, in Philadelphia, far, far away, or something like that. Like, it's, okay. it's pretty neat okay. how he kind of tees up his he, open. There was thought into this. He didn't just throw this together. No, the, know, definitely not. We've been working on this for over a month, well over a month, just planning and, and everything. So we finalized it. It's ready to roll. I have the episode in full, uh, and we're going to release it this coming Tuesday. And then every other Tuesday, we're going to bring you MRC Tech Presents, the last podcast, part of the We Pod Squad. I mean, I'm kind of pissed because now I got to add another podcast into my rotation. Like, it's already impossibly crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? We it's a good problem it. to have. It's a very good problem to have. And we appreciate everybody who wants more content. And this is a good way yeah. to get it to you. And there's plenty of Star Wars nerds out there. Adding more shows to our umbrella. And there's other things in the works that we're not quite ready to discuss yet. And who knows if and when we'll ever be ready to discuss them. But that's the beautiful thing yeah. about Backstage is... We'll try to figure it out. You know, if we can, we'll bring you know, it to and you. And then when the Star Wars comes out, we bring him in just to, so we act like we know what we're talking about. Exactly, yeah. right. So There's we'll a do, method to our We'll do some big crossover stuff yeah. around Episode Nine and all that fun stuff. But MRC Tech presents the last podcast coming to you every other Tuesday starting this Tuesday. So you'll get Tuesday show and you'll get a Thursday or Friday show from us. So it's going to basically take you through – all week because we record let's call it what it is long ass episodes it's better than us so uh it's it's gonna be a lot of fun so let's do trivia it's 13 and a half for me 12 and a half for you he has a shot to win it god only knows how the fuck i did that i was down by like three or four even though you started in the lead i did i I always i always do i start like seven to one and sam's like i'm gonna slowly come back let me go first to put the pressure on myself if you get it right which i I think is a layup for you how many actors have played Gregor the Mountain in Game of Thrones? So I know the answer, but I I don't know if you're counting that last guy who played him in the Clegane Bowl, because that sure as shit was not the, the Well, I one. did research, and I found out what, what... I don't know if it's correct or not, or what they added. I like, have names. I would say three or four, and I'm going to go with three. Correct. Okay. You are, it was Conan Stevens, Ian White. Hafan Julius Bjorson. That's the the big bodybuilder guy. He is a Phillies fan. Awesome. He threw out the first pitch at a Phillies game. Jesus. I think it was last year, I'm pretty sure. So, Sam, you got to get at least a half. I got to get something here. Because it is 14 and a half to 12 and a half. That is first to 11 win by two if I've ever heard it. Uh, but I also think you're going to get this. because, And I think you're going to get it straight away without any answers. Because it's a twisted metal question. Okay. And it's pretty fucking easy. Okay. It's not like name the clown. It's not that easy, but it's pretty motherfucking easy. The villain in Twisted Metal who created the Twisted Metal tournament, if you will, mm. is named what? Calypso. Yes. Like the oh. easiest oh. question. I mean, that that's a, I'm a big Twisted Metal fan, so yeah. of course I'm going to get that. That, one. that was like the easiest Twisted Metal question. I beat question. that game too many damn times, my friend. See, like that's the thing. I had a chance and I couldn't But we think both of the asked question. a question that we both knew like we didn't even have to think. I don't love it. <laughs> I, wanna, I, wanna I, I know you wanted to I wanna win, win, but I, I'm going to make you work for it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, we've only been at this eight months. You're going to have to work. Keep working, bro. <laughs> all right. So let's get in to the Game of Thrones season eight finale and also series finale. Yeah. No more mainline Game of Thrones episodes ever again. So what happened is in stone forever. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of shit going on <laughs> yeah. that people want to reshoot. Yeah, it. these fucking stupid petitions that'll never happen. But... 
Um, you know, we'll get into big picture and all that good stuff. But again, we're going to be spoiling the living shit out of every episode. We're going to be doing callbacks and all this stuff. So if you've never watched it, if you don't want to know what happens, if you uh, if, if you don't want the, the books to be spoiled, because we might even talk about that, skip through till the commercial, roughly 40 minutes to an hour in, somewhere in that range. Find the commercial, then we will pick back up with our normal episode after the commercial. So scrub around till you hear a commercial for the Earth Station One podcast. Um, there's no music or anything, which will throw you off. It's a guy named yeah. Mike talking. So, yeah. like, just listen for not our voices. Yeah, exactly. You'll <laughs> figure it out. And then you'll be okay. But, Sam, I called it last week, said this episode was going to be called The Iron Throne. It yep. was, in fact, called The Iron Throne. Big picture. What would you think? I mean, I could just easily sum it up in one word as Kid Harrington did it. That is not one word. <laughs> that no, is- no. As, as Kid, Kid Harrington literally said, if, they, if you could sum up this season in one word disappointing yes. and i was like yeah that's yeah. that's about it that's about it in a nutshell it is the extremely disappointing and you know now looking back when it's all done it's yeah. over do you still feel the way you do about episode no. three i mean i'm still i'm still probably there but i again i could steal a quote right from peter dinklage right from the episode ask me in 10 years <laughs> yeah. you know maybe it grows on me i, I don't know I watched it twice. I like you. I watched behind the scenes videos and heard different sides of the story, just making sure if I was seeing it right, maybe going at a different angle. But it seems like everyone kind of yeah is thinking the same here. It, this season just went <laughs> for yeah. me. Like I, when I look back on it, episode two is my favorite episode of the season, and because of all the promise of death and people's last moments, now we know that it wasn't. It just takes it away from me. So like. It's like the st- like the best smelling turd. Like I, yeah. I don't I don't love anything of it. I mean, one thing you, you can't like it's beautifully shot. That's the one whole thing series I, I, I will beautifully say. Shot. Yeah. yeah, and like so like for me, big picture for this episode, episode six, the Iron Throne is it was boring. It was boring. It was not a fun, engaging episode to watch. It had a couple of points where you were like, all right, that was a cool moment, right? But overall, you. I know that Game of Thrones has always been penultimate episode of the season yeah. gets the big shit and then the last episode it's ties always the episode together. Before, yeah. But when you fucking only have six, you don't have the luxury of using the ten episode uh, structure that you've established for six years. Over the last two, you don't have that structure, but they tried to play it off as that structure. But even season seven, they didn't. The last friggin' moment of seven is the wall getting blown down. Yeah. So like that's how you go out, yeah. right? So eight. I get it. They tied it together because Danny just fucking won. Like, I get it. But to me, it was boring. It was inconsistent. And there was just subversion for subversion's sake. Like, they tried to twist because there was a twist. They didn't twist you because it was good writing. Yeah. Like, the acting was good. Yeah. Except for Kit Harrington. The acting was good. The sets were great. The cinematography was good. The soundtrack was amazing. Like, the Game of Thrones stuff we know and love was there. It was just the writing was just I mean, so pl- bad. Plain and simple, it was just rushed. What yeah. they what they tried to cram in these thirteen episodes, they yeah. needed about twenty to thirty episodes to do it. Yeah, plain I lo- and simple. I love Tyrion's acting in this episode. His writing, not so much. A lot the, of walking. But the, the man can act. I, uh, I agree, he can act. But there was one. It starts off. He's walking. You yeah. Got a ten minute Tyrion walk. That I mean, I wouldn't say boring. It was just slow. Is there? They want to show you the car, and you see the guy crying in the corner. Yeah. And. You know, right off the bat, just he's walking down the hill, and you're thinking the last scene of Cersei and Jamie, you see the whole walls climb, climbing and up. You, that whole room so, looks so like it's how come 
the steps are not one thing's on the step. The whole floor to the right of it. There's all this empty space. Yeah. Where'd all the rocks go? Yeah, yeah. Look, Tyrion should have been climbing over boulders to get there. He, you don't just walk in. Yeah, he. So and you see his hand on the top. Oh come on. Yeah, he did have to climb up some rocks to get into the three room, rocks, and but, then he smashed it. it. Looks like off her face when yeah, he smashed he sh- it. He sure did. But like, there's a really funny meme going around of a still shot of him going through the rocks and it has the background that has no debris whatsoever and they draw a big circle over it and they're like if yeah. he if Cersei and Jamie just ran 10 feet to the right they would have survived and and literally the second time i watched when you see him walk into that room behind Tyrion it's a there's nothing on the yeah. he's a clear path to them yeah like that is bullshit yeah the whole Come thing on. was bullshit the first pile he looks under they happen to be there no, right because he, he saw his hand gleaming yeah. from the sun yeah like come on yeah it was again the the writing was just so inconsistent but the acting was okay and like that goes for most actors they connect really well i'm thankful for the cast i'm thankful for the crew this is not your fault all these folks that put their heart and soul in the last eight nine years we appreciate and love you for it what we don't appreciate and love is the way they rushed and wrote the seasons the last two at least the last david one. and db they got to literally be like we gotta apologize i don't think something like we rushed with we yeah wanted to cut this show short to go to star wars it's plain and simple like yeah. that's why 100 yeah. percent. and so we're gonna i have some just questions overall about scene by scene type stuff and then i have some gripes and then some other back end shit that we'll go through right. it looks like a lot because i'm scrolling for a while but it's it's really not yeah. we talked about the Tyrion finding his family scene jamie and cersei uh it was stupid it was just plain and stupid if if he goes in that room, well, he never should have been able to access that exactly. room. Exactly. That's my point. He should but, never be able to go down there. But they had to get the shock value of him getting that closure of finding them or and knowing show that they me, were done. Show me people throwing rocks. If there's a big group of people that they've been right. making their way. Like, you didn't, there was nothing there. Right. And the whole point was, so when he takes off his pin for Danny, there's even more behind yeah. it. Yeah. It was, again, though, they're writing. So to me, right, they say, here's a storyboard. And they say, big moment, big moment, big moment, and end. And that's what they know. And then they start here, and they're like, all right, let's write to that. Yeah. Here's a big moment. What can we do here to, to get, get there? there yeah. And yeah. I don't. that's not how you write. No, you I write don't. a story yeah. to write a story. You don't write the big plot points and then figure it out. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. And that's what this series, season, I'm sorry, season, at least the last one for me too, have done. And that's what this was. This was Tyrion needed an excuse to see the carnage, and why not use his dead sister and brother, who all of a sudden we all were supposed to like because apparently we felt for her, I, I but mean, we didn't. I mean, he already, like, the look on his face, he was already horrified of, of killing all these people, number right. one. But, like, Jay, like to me, they ruined Jamie's whole arc. Mm-hmm. They, I, even the heart back last episode, like, they, they ruined her and they ruined, like, Cersei. They they, they collapsed on the end. Yeah, they, not figure not, TV and literally. Not as bad as Dexter. I will throw that right there. Dexter, to me, is still the worst finale of a show. Yeah, I will actually, there's that, a lot of Dexter talk that I actually want to cover later on in this okay. part of my notes. Um, so we'll hold off on the Dexter thing, because... I have, yeah, a point. I, have, I have a point. Uh, what did you think of the Daenerys speech at the top of the step scene? Okay, before that, the shot, her walking up when you see Drogon. So I wrote, shot with wings spreading as Danny walks to deliver her speech was fucking awesome. Yeah, it, I mean, that was probably the, one of the best shots of the, the whole episode. To me, it it's was, like it's you, probably the best you awoke the dragon. Yeah. To me, you just awoke the mother of dragons. Yep. And she came out basically saying, I'm going to rule with an iron fist. And you kind of see uh, Jon Snow looking at it, like, kind of horrified what he's hearing. Like, I thought this war was over. I thought we were going to kind of get back to the way things were. And no, it's just, just going to continue. You want to like it? I know it doesn't matter what they say. We're gonna go. 
It's like, oh, she, shit. She gave a very similar speech before, right? She's given this speech, uh, you know, I, not necessarily word for word at Marine or Astapor, um, but like she has been the breaker of chains and yeah. she wanted to free the common man. But now she wants to, what? she said like from Winterfell, there was that little thing she said from Winterfell to Mer- wherever yeah. we're going to take everything. And that's when they cut to John. He's like, Winterfell, the fuck? But with, with, with Danny, her past, the people that she burned or she, she beat, they were like the bad guys. They were the guys either doing slaves or taking advantage over here. But now it's like she killed people that for no good reason after they, they gave up. It's like, that's not Danny. Right. And somebody, this is not my original theory. I think this is Think Story is the name of the channel on YouTube who came up with this. He rewrote the ending um, for it and, and laid it out in a YouTube video. And, and he said this one piece that while I may not agree with everything he said, I totally love this thought, is the scene where the bells ring. Mm-hmm. And she's sitting on top and she makes that conscious decision yeah. to ignore yeah. the bells and go to burn everything down. That whole scene would have been incredibly more effective if the bells never rang. If the bells were never a thing. If you think about that scene... She's fighting. They're going and fighting, fighting, fighting. But the her but Cersei's people would have had a fight or something. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like if the bells never rang and she's just blowing shit up, and then or she she's sits waiting down, to hear the bell. No, like the bells are not a thing. Okay. Forget about bells okay, ringing even there. being okay. a thing, right? Okay. And she's just going in there and she's burning everything down, and then she rests on the dragon. They cut to Cersei looking at her. She's looking back, and all of a sudden just goes off because now it's that decision she has to make: Do I keep fighting for my people? Do I keep trying to burn shit down? Because Remember, the bells signify the heel turn yeah. because she ignores the bells yeah. and that makes her the evil person because yeah. she ignored the bells. Yeah. But the bells never existed. It would have been that I'm just fighting for what I believe in and I'm fighting to take the throne and it would have kept the good Danny going. But I, it was the bells I mean, that made the turn happen. No, I mean, no, her turn to me was killing the people. If that's the, what I'm saying. That know, that's because of the but bells. even if the bell was there or not and she just went for Cersei, I love her. I'm like, that's it. Right. Like, if she just didn't kill the people, like, I don't, the bell or the bell or not, to me, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Real quick, before we get to the top, when John's walking up to the top, yeah. he sees um, Grey Worm. He's slicing, you know, slicing the guy's soldier's throat. Yeah, and then he's mad. Oh, a friend of mine, Amory, made this point to me. She said, okay, remember, Grey Worm slits the guy's throat and John keeps walking. Then next he goes to a Tyrion scene. Then it goes back to Jon Snow. And, he's at the and then Jay Worm's at the, Grey Worm's at the top of his steps. Yeah, he, ran, like, he ran past Jon. And that's what I was, I was like, you know what? Good point. I, I, didn't, I, I saw it the second time. It made more sense when I saw it. I said, okay, that's kind of... It didn't, it didn't add up. Grey Worm and Arya zipped to the top of the staircase. But Arya, I would believe. Yeah, she was at the bottom behind... The, the, but she was walking up. But then she gave, then Danny gave her huge speech. She could have snuck up when she was doing that, my speech. Like she, There was a reason. But Grey Worm, there was no scene in between... To show him at all. I would Aria, have, I could believe. I would have Grey loved Worm, it I cannot. If they just had a scene of Grey Worm just like jogging past John. <laughs> and then he's so, at no, the top of the something, steps magically. But like, Arya, I think some people, most people can believe, maybe not. But Grey Worm is like, no. There is no, not one person believing that. No, there was a total inconsistency. Yep. Like, again, and that's what this whole season was. was just a bunch of inconsistencies and things at the end of the day that just didn't matter. So you have John... Uh, Danny delivers her speech. John's behind her because she's my queen. And uh, you got that like three times this episode yep. still. So he's got that great one-liner going for him. And, that was uh, his whole line. The whole season. I think he got paid this season just to say them <laughs> yeah. words. And so like you have her delivering the speech and the Dothraki are psyched and the Unsullied are psyched. And there's problem number two in the scene. Outside of Grey Worm, here's problem number two. You have established and Dave and Danny have established 
Dave and D.B. Weiss, Dave, but Dave Benioff and D.B. Weiss have established in the making of the Thrones after the episode shit that they post on YouTube said, and the Unsullied and Dothraki are dead. They ba- they said, and you basically wiped out the Dothraki. That was the words that they said. But n- magically in this scene, there are fucking yeah, I know. thousands yeah, left. There, there, there was almost like, damn, where, where, where did they go? And the horses. Like, how did you get that many horses? The Dothraki, not all of them survived. The Unsullied lost a lot of people. But all of a sudden, this army just looks enormous no, again. And that's what they I was like, look at the people lined up. Zero percent chance that those yeah. people, because they just needed them. So they magically wrote the Dothraki back in. No yeah. chance in hell that all of those people survived the battle with the Night King. So, like... That was inconsistent. Like, there's just a ton of things that, again, they wrote these big moments and then just said, we'll yeah, figure it out yeah, and, and we'll it. just get there. And yeah. then we can see through that shit. This, the average TV viewer nowadays is pretty smart. Yes, you have the people that are Game of Thrones apologists that sit back and say, a dragon, so yeah. I like it. Or, it's Game of Thrones, so I, I mean, like it. don't get it twisted. I fucking love Drogon. Like, he, he yeah. was awesome. Yeah. But the episode was lackluster. And so you have her delivering this speech. Then Tyrion does that slow walk I'm so over him walking. I'm over Tyrion walking. And gives and throws. He takes off his hand of the uh, queen. In his mind, he's dead anyway. And throws it down the steps. I thought that was an incredible scene because of the... the, Not so much the weight that it carried because this show is basically weightless now. But the fact that Peter Dinklage was able to deliver that scene the way he did was really good to me. I think Peter Dinklage was a wasted asset on the show um, from an acting perspective. He's a really good actor and they didn't utilize it. But just... That at that moment, like you said, he knew this is it for me. I'm done. Once he freed Jamie, yeah. he knew I'm dead. Right. And so she said, take him away. And now we know Tyrion's locked up. Yep. Following scene is John and Tyrion. What'd you think of that scene when they're when John goes to visit Tyrion? I, I like that John went to go see him and kind of be like, I'm I'm sorry that it happened this way. I'm gonna try to but obviously he knew, like she ain't gonna listen. And th- th- it was basically Tyrion's last ditch effort to basically tell John, open your eyes. I know she's your queen. I love her. You love her. Yeah, Tyrion admitted his love for Danny in this, and it was that kind of love too. He said, "And I love her too." Yeah, and it's, so, it's everybody wants that dragon queen. Yeah, I mean, Christ, every every guy fucking loved her. Yeah, and Dario Naharis, who by the way we never heard from again. And again, but. another one of my favorite actors of the show, which yeah. I, Ed Skeeran was better than the new guy that he just disappeared. I don't if he disappeared. died. I don't remember if he died. Nope. They, she sent him away, and you never hear from him again. There's what? other there's other which people sucks. too that you never hear from again because why the fuck not? The Red Priestess, who knows? There's a bunch of them in the show. The one who said to Varys, who like. Told him that he saw a vision when she was a kid, or he when he was a kid. You never see her again. You never see the Reeds again. Like, where are these people? How is Helen Reed or whatever her name is? Yeah, you Reed? were you were hoping for him to come up. How were they not there. in that council scene at the end? But Davos was. I don't know if I get to vote. What if I did? Da, da, da. You're not a fucking lord. You're there so we can say goodbye to you. I hate writing like that. Anyway, uh, Tyrion, like like you said, just gives that last ditch effort to to try to plead to John. She's not who you think she is. I was in love with her too. I am in love with her too. But you gotta realize, like, she's not your queen. And I still think at that moment, John wasn't gonna kill her. Right. right in his mind. What was yeah. the moment that you thought John okay, she, it's ready? When when Do you think he went into the throne room with her thinking he no, was gonna no, kill her? No, not yet. Um so I, lo- I love the scene um him walking up. Drogon's covered in snow. I thought that was a cool scene. Yeah, all of a sudden there was a blizzard in King's Landing. It was springtime the day before. 
when the Wait, battle was going which on. Because you see Drogo first flying over here, so it's like, how long did it take him to walk around to see, and then he's full of stuff. But I just thought the scene was cool. Again, I just let it, was, it, let it go or whatever. Right, it was cool because they wrote it to be cool, not because it made sense. No, it, exactly. It just it was a cool scene. Like, oh shit, I didn't see Drogo on that. It was visually appealing. He he goes in, and I, at this point, you still don't think that no, he's no, going to kill him. I don't think she says something, and when they're close, they're like face to face. She says something where they don't get to choose. Right. I think once she said that, he said, fuck, I, I have to I kill have her. I do this, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess he just so happened to have a sword on him or a dagger. Well, they, well, they but, always have their daggers on them. But, I mean, I, I, the second time I look, I said, let me see you reach for it. Yeah. You know, you, you see him go back to like get, get something that you're my queen. Yeah. I'll always love, you know, and stabs her. So when they did that whole thing we've seen a million times where they have the shot starting at their chest so you can't see who gets stabbed. Who did you did you at all think? Hundred percent. That was like she's dead. You never thought that she stabbed him. Hundred percent. I was like she's dead. Okay, so Danny dies very easily. One stab. Never says a word. A little bit of blood coming out of the mouth. She's not really like you know. She's gone. But what I actually did really like, admittedly, is that she never got to sit on the iron throne. She just touched it. She She just just like her dream. She just got her hand on the the right. I think the right side of it. That was it. Then John. You know, John came in. And that was like to me that was satisfying. Yeah. There was a lot of people that would have been begging for her just to sit on that throne and. I love the fact that she just never. I mean, she got so close yet so far. I mean, it's funny that you know the story. Like, it's, it's a joke that when she said, "Oh, I always thought when I was a girl, what a thousand sword looks like." If you look in the books, like it's actually a like, giant, a, enormous throne it, of a thousand it's swords. Hum- it's humongous. So that's what kind of was like. A, it was like a backhanded joke. Yeah, and there was a lot of that. Like Samwell with it's a song of ice and fire. Fuck yeah! yeah. Uh, my favorite character ruined. So. Uh, then after she's he, he, dead, he, he kills her, and then magically Drogon shows up. And, well, because uh, they said that Targaryens have a link with dragons, which it's in the book, it's, so it's, I, I respect that. Sure, sure, sure. Um, hey, that's George Martin. Yeah, that's ain't DB, and, and that's, hey. So, so Drogon shows up, looks John in the eye. You think, okay, he's going to bite his ass in half, Liu Kang style, um, or he's going to burn him down. So Drogon, and you see the fire building up in the throat. What did you think at that moment? Did you think he was no, going to burn it, him and John stayed alive? Because I think I, that I was what they I were didn't think thinking. He, I didn't think he was going to flame John. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was dead. Like I, I for, for like, usually you think I don't. I, like I don't know. I just I felt his pain. The Drogon's. Like, you felt like he heard him whimpering, and he just turned the last second. I just didn't think he was gonna flame John. Yeah, I, I wanted John to get flamed from Viserion. That's yeah. who I want him to get flamed by. Yeah, sure, I agree with that. But um, I thought it was cool to see like the fire build up in his throat. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Godzilla. Style. But I'm like, does he just have unlimited fire? He just torched the city. Yeah, he's uh, that. That is but, funny how but they. But I thought fire, that but... scene though of him in the throne was awesome. So you liked him burning down the Iron Throne? Yeah, I mean, I know people don't. People, you know, oh, he sees a little dagger in, in her sticking out, and he sees that. I just think that he just happened to just be fire blasting crazy and just saw something shiny. I don't know, and burned it. Just wanted to destroy something. People said that he saw the dagger. Me thought the swords reminded him of it. Eh, there is, there's a lot of theories about that. There's people that say because of his connection with with uh, Danny that was so strong that he knew she wanted that throne. So he said that like, he no, thought no, no, uh, one, no can one can have it. Have I, it. I think that's you're reaching at that point. I just, it's, think a, dra- he was it's just, a dragon. Like he, I agree. He was just fired dude. He just unloaded. I, I thought think. it was, I felt his pain though. You know what? The reason, job there. the reason I'll like let, let it go and say like, okay, he, he just burned it because it was in its path. The reason I'll let that go is because he was at least facing that direction. Yeah, exactly. He didn't turn. Like, if he was facing a one... If he did a 180 and Dif- then burned okay, it, I'd been like, fuck that. And I think that might have been why I was okay with it. I thought it looked cool. Mm-hmm. I was just like, 
Maybe he's got a limited bar. <laughs> so like he picks up Danny, Drogon flies off with Danny, and I was immediately thinking, okay, they're gonna see her body flailing from Drogon, the Unsullied and Grey Worm. I thought they were all gonna come in that room and just fucking kill, kill John him. around the just spot. Just kill him. But they just skipped it. And they skipped it. And they yeah. cut away. And they cut away from so much fucking shit this whole fucking season. They just cut yeah, away. They made it a habit and it's frustrating. Well, it's like, what happens? Like, did Unsullied come in and she's gone? Right. They don't even know she's dead. Right. Where's how, the, how do they know that he killed her? Do they look over the cliff? No. The Iron no, Throne's no. burnt to a crisp. Do they say anything? No, no it's but, never brought up again. And that's why one I, would, I made it. No, just said, who saw Dan- Danny dead? Right. No, no one. one. Drogon and Jon Snow. That's it. Mm-hmm. Drogon said she flew away. Yeah, could have just said she left. She'll be back. <laughs> Dude, uh, she went to get a new that, throne. That, honestly, I think that was one of my more bigger complaints. Like, yeah. there's a second one that we'll get to later, but yeah. it's like, who saw her dead? Yeah, yeah. She just no to, one was in the room. She yeah. She went to get a new throne. Just just went to the hardware store. I mean, it's like guys. I'm not trying to shit on this. I, if you heard me every, I I, oh, stu- I, I stuck up for episode three. Like yeah. I, I I love this show, but it's like some shit. I this I I couldn't look over. And right because. Again, I, I, I'll wait. I'll oh, wait. His honor. He just said I, I killed her. Well, show it. Yeah. Show me then. Don't yeah. make me assume that someone said you killed her. There was a lot of things that cut away in this whole season, and it's because they were so rushed throughout yeah. the other shit. But then you have a ten minutes Tyrion through walking through the streets. Like you could have just cut that shit out and shown us the things we want to see. If you, if you go back and watch it. It's probably no joke. Like 10, 15 minutes of just walking. They just, t- of no dialogue, just walking. They time jump. Three weeks. Yeah. That's not a time jump. That's a time hop. Yeah. That's a yeah. time skip. Yeah, it is. You know? 100%. What's the fucking point? Yeah. Y- you're wasting a time jump. Why? Because John has a little verklempt beard. Yeah. Like it's a little unkempt. Are you joking? It looks like me? he threw some beeswax in it yeah. and just puffed it up. It's just a little, he uh-huh. put a little brush in it and just fluffed it. And Tyrion's just got a little bigger of a beard. And to like, me, you're signifying the time jump by like, their fucking facial. I mean, hair. that could be like two days when yeah. he just slept rolling it wrong. Yeah. Like, seriously. It, it's I don't know. Completely inconsistent. You didn't show me two days past, three days past, a week. I don't want to see that. I, I hate yeah. things in TV and that say five years later. Yeah. I hate that endgame. Uh, but I. I have to say just that time jump was very confusing because you're not jumping long. So they've established that it takes about six weeks to travel to King's Landing from Winterfell. About six weeks. So they had a time jump of three weeks. So that means Varys's note got to where it needs to go. All of his notes. Because those those people that came together for the council, that's because Varys' note. Like He wrote all those notes to them. So like you have a council that shows up. Takes six weeks to get there, but they've only done a three-week time jump and magically they're already there. So again, they're time travel. Yeah. They're time traveling there. What did you think of that council scene with the failed democracy? Okay. Um, Where Tyrion gets, comes out to Grey Worm and then there's all the people sitting around. It was basically the last 30 yeah, minutes yeah, of the episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I there could have been different people sitting there. You could always argue that. I mean, you see we that. fucking saw Yara. God damn it. I, 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 God like I, like damn I told it. you, she was going to show up again. Dude, she showed up for one fucking line. I just... Oh, but, I served Daenerys Targaryen. One of my favorite scenes out of that was, was Yara and... And um, Arya, when she said, blah, 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 I stay with Danny, she's a tyrant, this guy should be served, like, threat, talk again. threaten, threaten my, my brother, brother one again. more time, I'm going to slit your throat. I was like, that's why she's, I love her, that's it. Yeah, a lot of people love Arya, and again, there was somebody out there that I was reading, and like, I didn't want to, uh, I don't want to just like, hear a theory and like it and say, okay, I believe in it, mm-hmm. but th- somebody said like, hey, you're going to hate me for this, but I think Arya sucks, and here's why. And while I don't necessarily agree with it, I get it. Yeah. I get all the points that this guy laid out. Like, But the thing is, any TV character in the history of TV 
or movies, you can say that about. Yeah, of course. You have an opinion yeah. about everybody. Yeah, exactly. You either like them or you don't like them. It's it's as simple as Just that. happen to love art. What'd you think about at this council scene, Edmir Tully, who we haven't seen oh. in a long time. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen him in a long time. He's shacked up with a fray woman yep. uh, at the Red Wedding. He's the guy, if you don't know who he was, he was the guy who was sent back by Rob Stark and Walder Frey back in the Red Wedding scene where he actually was in the back shagging while the whole thing happens and he lives through it. Yeah. Um, Edmir Tully. The only reason he's arrived. Right, because he wasn't in the fucking room. He comes back and he has this whole comedy scene where he stands up and tries to make his case as king and then like kicks a fucking butt rock or something like that, hurts his toe and gets basically shut up. There was a little comedy in there. What'd you think? Well, Sans always said, Uncle. Yeah. Sit down. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I got a laugh. I thought it was funny. I mean, obviously, when he got up, I was like, as soon as he got up, I was like, sit back down, bro. You ain't being no king here. Yeah. So the Tullys, remember, that's Catelyn Stark's yep. family. Yep. Right, so that's and, her brother. And it's her uncle. That's her. Yeah, it's it's Sansa's uncle. It's Catelyn Stark's brother, Edmure Tully. Um, you had the Starks there. You had Brienne. You had Davos. You had Lord Gendry. You had a random person. You had uh, Yara Greyjoy. They did show you the new Prince of Dorne that they hinted to. Yeah. Varys hinted yeah. to a couple but episodes later. Name. We don't know his name. He never spoke, so we don't know that we had the guy. The boy who was still sucking on Mama's teeth. Yeah, so, so we had our boy Robin Aaron, we had Jan Royce, and we had another fat guy at the end of the table. So yeah, we all know that, that's who the council consisted of. I went back and had to watch that a couple times. And you had um, the Tully, uh, I said Edmure Tully, you had Sam Well as well. And then you had another ra- random people, a random guy. Someone out there theorized that that is Helen Reed, but I don't believe it because fuck that. I, they would have had to say it because remember, Mira is her is the daughter's name. Thank you. Mira Reed and Jojen Reed. Okay. Jojen Reed was the boy who was with Sam who died to the White Walkers in like episode in like season early 5. On, early on. Yeah. yeah, like season 5 I think when they're out there in the ice when they go crash into the 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 I think it was the Three-Eyed Raven's tree or whatever. Um but that was that kid who played in Love Actually. He was the kid in Love Actually. And then um Mira Reed as well. So Mira Reed we never see again. That could have been Helen Reed. But Samwell stands up and he's like, well, we should have a democracy. That's paraphrasing. He ended up trying to say, like, we should all, he, we should he, all figure he it out. He worded it wrong. But I, he, I think he started out right and then he just took a shit. And they fucking laughed him off the stage. Basically, like, kid, shut up. Should not- we ask my dog or my horse or something? <laughs> I was like, that, I laughed. That was funny. And that was like the uncle again. That was him getting like a zinger in for just getting embarrassed in front of the whole crew. So all of a sudden, right, Grey Worm's out there trying to get justice for Jon Snow, like justice for, in their minds, for Jon Snow and for Tyrion Lannister, right? Some Two people they could have easily just slit their fucking throat if they didn't agree with it and just go on with their lives. But okay, whatever. They're out there. They're doing their thing. And and Tyrion at this point is a prisoner. Yeah. He has Grey Worm and the Insulted Prisoner. But they're like, little man, Tyrion, you decide. And he goes yeah. on some thing about Bran having the it's, best it's, story. It's like, why didn't like, Grey Worm smack him Sm- upside the head? Or, or like, I told they, you to shut up. They just let him go. And he th- this prisoner... He ran, he, ran, he ran the meeting. Theorizes the whole thing, is in charge, basically, like you said. And everybody's like, hmm, good idea. Let's go with Bran the Broken. So our, Bran the Busted Up. Our, our <laughs> fucking king... Of the six realms, which I'll get to in a second. Why not Brand the Builder to the second or something? Come on, Brand the Broken <laughs> uh, is is the it ends up with the uh, moving throne. What did you think of Brand being the the king at the end of all of it? I I mean, like I, hear, I heard his line, like, "What do you think I've been doing this whole time?" But then you go back there, like, hear his old lines, like, "I don't want, to, I'm not allowed to rule, I'm not allowed to do this, I don't want to do this." Like, oh, you mean to quote? 
Um, I can never be Lord of Winterfell. I can never be Lord of anything. I'm the three-eyed raven. That's what I'm... That whole scene? No, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, it's like, so that's not even like a... You, you basically told us that he can't, and I was like, oh, he is. It's subversion. And then, oh, what do you think I've been doing here all the time? It's like, really? That's the definition of subversion. That was the, that was the, the twist. Or they the told turn. you one thing, and they twisted it just for twist's sake, because Sansa made the most sense. Because if you even think about it, they gave her the, the North, Sansa. Yeah. Our people are broken. They're battered. They've been through enough. It's, it's been, this, been the same way for a thousand years. I want the North to be an independent yeah. thing. And, and it's Bran, always been. And Bran just goes, cool, no problem. And nuts. now they're... Not a part of the Seven Kingdoms. It's the Six now Kingdoms six now. Kingdoms, yeah. And Winterfell's its own thing. So she is the Queen of the North. Yep. Right? She gets to be a ruler. So now it's just... Game of Thrones wrote us a happy ending. Because Bran's a ruler. Arya gets to do what she wants to do. Jon's out with the Wildlings. And Sansa got to rule after all. Even though she's not the Queen. If you just skipped the bullshit with Bran. Made Sansa the Queen of the Realm. That is so much better and more yeah. satisfying. Yeah. But it's what people expect. But it's, you know, you think like the Hodor scene, like it, it just, if you take, I just, I want, if you take back the lines you did previously of saying, I'm, I can't, I can't rule, like write something else. Don't yeah. fucking mention it. Right. You just like, once you said it, like, I wasn't even like, I was like, really? That's, that's it. Do you think that Bran is the most disappointing character in this show? Disappointing. And while you're thinking, oh, mine is Eddard. We're told <laughs> so we're told he's the most powerful and important character in the show, but he ended up being nothing more, in my opinion, than a distraction, than a subversion, and a disappointment. The only thing I'll say he did cool, which was at the end of the fucking episode. Oh, let, Drogon was last seen east. Oh, we'll see if I could find him. The only cool thing he said. Yeah. In a little joke, seven seasons. A little fan service joke because That's everybody it. wanted him to, to warg the Drogon, which was it was cute. It's fine. Whatever. But that shouldn't be your only thing like you took out. Like, yeah. Well, remember, this is the show that skipped him for season four yeah, or five yeah, or yeah. six. One of those seasons, he five, wasn't yeah, not one in episode, it. Yeah. And now he's the king. So you tell me that they knew what they were doing. That is, no. You will never convince me that I, they, I that really, they knew. Well, I, I doubt George's books. Like, Can it be a different king? I don't know. God, the fucking problem is, you know, no, no, no. I think Bran is absolutely king. But remember... The books write him differently. Yeah. He's a different yeah. character in the books. He actually matters in yeah. the books. And I think George care is going to care more and he's going to do well, it right. Well, now it's like, I think this is like kind of George's plan. Like, all right, I'll, I'll let them do this. I'll see what the fans I'll hate. save the day. And, and then I'll, I'll tweak it. I'll just do a couple tweaks, but I'll still have it the main layout, but I'll tweak a couple fan services. So actually, I'll, I'll skip to this then um, because this was my final point, but I'm going to skip to it now. No. And here's why. No, no, what? He doesn't. George thing. And here's why. So there was an interview that George R. R. Martin did on some panel or some some Comic Con thing or whatever it was, and he made two really good points that basically he pulled down his pants and shit on the Game of Thrones TV show like subconsciously. So there was a question asked of about plot armor. Like, mm-hmm. what do you do with plot armor, George? And he said, "Well, my friend." If I wrote that seven characters were going to go out and they were going to accomplish some feat, but the overwhelming odds of them surviving were so low and all these things keep happening to where none of them die and all seven come back, you've ruined the story. And for me, you can never do that. Well, Sam, how many people went out to go get a white? Seven. And how many people came back alive? Well, didn't they? Well, they killed like a couple nobody characters. No, not in that. All seven of them come back. And it's like, and that's in season seven. He, like, subtly shit. Wait, the seven, the one. But they had a couple nobodies die with him. Mm -mm. 
When they were trapped in the middle of the lake? Nobody died. There was... Greg, I'm telling... Of those seven, nobody died. Well, okay, I'm all so, the no. seven that came out, one guy, died. One guy fell. He was like the last freaking... Um, um, wasn't he the, one of the members of fucking the Night's Watch? Who? I forget the fucking guy's name. But Ed, I, Ed was the last Night's I, Watch. But guy. I remember there was more people with him. That there's, there were people that died. I remember like... The guy, a couple yeah, guys they, got sacrificed. But they, like, came, but they came. The seven that sought out on the journey, all seven make it back. All seven make it back. Oh, of the, the main character. Of the main okay, seven. Okay, I'm yeah. just talking about the okay. seven that went, all seven came back. And George shit on that. And he even went as far as to say, seven. And if nobody dies, it's pointless. And if all seven come back, it was very subtly shitting on the actual series of Game of Thrones. And then he says, and this is to the point you just made, he said, if you write that the butler is the one that uh, gets the kill, but a fan theory or group figures that out before you see it, it, and you change it to the maid just to subvert expectations... Quote, it ruins the whole story. Yeah. So he's not a guy who would think no, fan service. Well, let me write well, that. Well, he already said that one guy got it right. And he said, now he's like, I thought to myself, shit, do I change it? Because this guy got it right. He's like, no, I can't because I left all the clues there. Which is why he won't. Whatever his plan was for these books, if we ever get them, maybe 2020. Well, hey, that's rumored, baby. If, if we ever do get them. This is going to be George's story. And yeah. that's why I'm like, I'm excited to, to read it, even if Bran is king, because Bran is actually a character in the book. And, and after seeing like seeing the finale, watching all these episodes, invested in so much freaking time, fan theories, talking to people, like I'm pretty sure I got to buy the books now. And I got to dive in. I just, I'm... S- I got to dive in. You know, I, I mean, I got plenty of time. I, I'm, I said this before, but like, I got to go back because that's the whole episode, right? Like we'll get to the ending in a minute, like how it actually ends. But I got to go back to this Dothraki thing. What the hell happened to them? They said after episode three that the, at, at the end of the long night, like I said, that's the end of the Dothraki. Same for the Unsullied. There's no chance. But even further with the Dothraki thing is at the end of the episode, you see Grey Worm saying we're going to North. And yeah. that's way east. We're going to North so we can start a new colony. Where did the Dothraki go? You oh. never see him again, or they never tell you well, where they're going. I, I was just. Or gonna, they just stay I was going to say, uh, how are they going to know that Jon Snow got moved? They left. That's my point it's, too. It's in there. Yeah, that's my second point. It's like, yeah. okay, just wait a minute, Jon. Go on a boat, act like a girl, or sail over here. Circle back as soon as the Dothraki sail away. Jon can just turn around, and he's like, because any he, well, I, let's put some context around it. Jon Snow. The the settlement is we're going to put Jon in the Night's Watch, which is. Back why, to where he all started. And why is there a Night's Watch, for fuck's sake? Why Why is there a Night's Watch? There are no more White Walkers. Um, but he goes up to the Night's Watch, and that's the whole like compromise. He'll spend his life on the wall for in exchange for his life. But then Grey Worm says, we're sailing away to never return to this fucking faraway planet, place in Essos. So, like, goodbye. As soon as those little ships get out of sight, if I'm John, I just turn right around. Yeah, I, 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 it was right just, again, they'll that, never know. That was just lazy. I thought they'll, just they'll lazy never writing. Know. And that credit to Ashley. As soon as that happened, she said, "Why is he? Wh- why is he holding up his end of the bargain? Yeah. Like he 100%. can just turn around." So I agree with hundred. He did all there. the sacrificing. Yeah, hundred percent. There was just like he saved everyone, everyone, and then he gets punished for it. But Stupid. he got his moment in the sun before he went off to the Night's Watch because he got to pet Ghost. If they, if they didn't do that, that would have been a huge gripe. Like, you had to show him with ghosts. Like, Christ, you finally saw John smile for once. Like, he yeah. smiled. He got a pet. He got a lick. It's like, ghost, okay. He's got one ear. He's got a couple of scars. But he's alive. Yeah. That, that's that's the one positive thing I got out of John Snow. He can't be with a woman. 
but he can because who's going to stop him? Yeah. Well, they, they also established earlier on in the show that um, Samwell, I think, says it. He's like, you know, there's no real rule against betting a woman. It's it's um, there's like little pieces to it. But he actually plus he already broke it with what's her face from the wildlings. I can't yeah, think of her name. You know nothing, John. So yeah, the red yeah. uh Egrid. Egrid. So it's like to me that's stupid. It's like John could do basically whatever. He's not in prison. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. He can go back. There's no. What are they going to send spies out there to say him? First of all, he goes back to the wall, right? And when he goes back to the wall and they open up the thing, guess who's there smiling at him? Tormon Giantsbane. Yeah. They sent the wildlings back up to the wall to go north of the wall. That's where they sent them. They go back out in the lands because they can establish a and new colony. Like, oh, there's. We're going to stay here. <laughs> and it took six weeks. That means they were there because there was a three-week time jump and then a six-week travel period. That means the the wildlings stayed in Winterfell or stayed at the wall for nine weeks. What are they doing? Making a stew? They, who, who, I would. I mean, why are they there for nine weeks? It doesn't make any I would sense. Stay in there rather than because being the second Jon Snow gets there, like, all right, pack your shit, we're leaving. You had nine weeks to do Man, so before. No, I agree. It just makes no sense. And John, answer me this because I'm still like confused on this. He's sent to be a uh, part of the Night's Watch and man the wall for life. Why did he go out with them? No, I it, okay. I know what I thought was he was walking the wildlings back, and then he was going to walk. What does he? What do they need a GPS? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he going to escort them there, or did he go to? I think that's like open it's for open interpretation. Ended. Like, yeah. he's dude, staying. He's staying I, out. That's all. I was like, okay, he's not going to just go so back and live alone. So he's not on the Night's Watch. So he's a wildling. Yeah, there, like, I mean, make up your fucking mind. I mean, mind. technically, there is no Night's Watch. There right isn't. Now. Aren't they all dead? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple Northerners. Blah, 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 blah. But the, I think the Night's Watch is just like the excuse for bad people in Westeros now. Yeah, the bad. Just- I think even Tyr is like, it's basically for the bastards and the, the broken. Yeah. So um, are you going to hate me that I think the ghost scene was stupid? No, I think they, they, they had to give it. They had to give it to it. They had to. And that's why I think it's stupid. Because it's not for the ghost thing. I love that Ghost got all the pets. It's so cute. Ghost is awesome. We love Ghost. Earless little ghost. I love that. It's really cool. But why of a, why all of a sudden... Is everybody so hyped that Ghost got the pets? Why are we forgiving John? He fucking dusted him in the first place. I mean, well, I mean, he always he had said a chance to give him the pets those. two episodes ago, and he fucking blew it. Yeah. And now when he gets it, everybody just forgets about that. Oh, he finally pet a ghost. Motherfucker had a chance to before, and he voluntarily didn't. Yeah. He voluntarily yeah. didn't. So we're forgiving John for that now, and see, no. I think I am hyped because Ghost got pet. Yeah. I don't care if it was Brienne of Tarth that pet him. Yeah. I'm just hyped that he got yeah. the pets. Fuck that it and was John. He did give I him a little. That. He did give him a little lick. I mean, he, I hate that John. He Ghost. Are you? Do you got Stockholm syndrome? He fucking ghosted you. Pardon the pun. Two episodes ago, and now you're like my owner. I'm loyal. I'm loyal. Fuck it. He didn't want you two episodes ago. You ran out into the thing with Jorah. I mean, I, I, me the only thing break. I like that he did is like he ghost like. For episode six, there was no chance of Ghost dying. He went back with Ghost, you know, with with yeah. That, that was that's the that's my only recollection is okay. Ghost, uh, Wolf, stay north. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I took it. Nymeria's still alive. I'm sure that the, yeah, but she's in the wild. We ain't never gonna see her again. So is Ghost now. He went out there with him. Well, but Ghost is with John. They ain't going nowhere. It's bullshit. John doesn't deserve Ghost. Is my point. That's my point. John uh, ghosted him. I, I he doesn't think, deserve. Ghost. I think John lost everything. Greg, John, I think he deserves a wolf. He. Why didn't he fucking pet him before? Because it cost too much money. Stupid. Yeah. Um, I am actually cool with the ending being left open for so many characters. Yes, we won an Arya spinoff, but that's not going to happen. Um, I'd like to I see did kinda what's hear left the, of Westeros, too. You see Braun come back. 
that he, he he did get his thing. He's the master of coin, which I think is stupid. What I I did, I did like the master of coin, the brothels. Of the, I thought that was funny. I got a laugh out of that. I was at a brothel once with a honeycomb and a jackass. <laughs> I love that callback, Tyrion. Yeah. I want to know that story, Tyrion. Like and, I want and, a whole spinoff about that. And like that that was like funny. Then yeah. then obviously, bro, we're missing some people. Yeah. Master War. I never I never need to see. Like Bran or Sansa again. Like I'm yeah, good with done, the way they done. were kind of good on end on that. Like okay, Brienne is the what's that? She was okay, the Master of War. We, or something we, yeah, like that. we could say her scene with did the, the book because I wind up the second time I went back, I paused it and read it. Yeah, and I mean she she died. She, she is a, I died for like died protecting the woman he loved or something. I, like that. I died protecting my queen. Yeah, something like that. And it's just like who who wrote. Um, because because remember, Jamie was always worried about what was going to be in that book. He was always yeah. going to be worried how he was going to be remembered, and I just thought that was a nice callback of her because it was Jamie and Brienne having the conversations. I just thought that was a nice callback. She made sure that he got the ending that he would have wanted. There, there were there's a bunch of memes. Um, oh, dude, I, I looked at them what all. She wrote yeah, we, we were going back. And there's forth. there's one that I absolutely loved. Um, she was the finest booty of them all, or something like that. Or Brienne was the, you know. Oh, that's. Funny. I forgot. I, I'm, I'll I'm, I'm I, looking it up too. There's. I have uh, so many. There's twenty. There's a website that's twenty three of them, and it's. I I recommend just all of these. They're really really funny. But it's just Brienne and basically faking like what she would have oh. wrote. Brienne editing his Wikipedia page. Literally the one that we we kind of forgot that on Saw we're leaving anyway, so John didn't have to go to the non-existing White Watch. Yeah, it's it's really really good. So I, I would recommend looking up what Brienne writes in the book memes, and you're gonna get like a shit ton of them. Um, it, it, they're they're really really good. But anyway. Uh, so she basically finalizes Jamie's story for him, yeah. Um, because he was a fuckboy, which is really stupid. But uh, uh, which I I don't agree with his arc of going back for her. It, I I will never agree with that. It really is kind of stupid. Um, but like I said, I'm cool with the Arya thing. I want to spend just a second on Arya. I'm cool with her going off to the west of Westeros to see what's out there. Back, yeah. She's like a fucking flat earther now, uh, which is fine. She's going to go out there and explore I mean, I the unexplorable. Say, I wouldn't say flat earther. Just said, just be, I'm just joking. The maps are on. She, she's just she's going to go explore what's never been explored by yeah. by people in that show. And to me. The only downside of Arya's character, besides the fact that they forgot she could wear a face and um, that she was a trained assassin to or kill they, one and they, person. And they forgot about the white horse, why they put so much emphasis why, on it. Why, why have the horse? And I said that. Yeah. I said the horse was fucking stupid. Yeah, there were, there were, well, they didn't explain. If they explained on it, they didn't do nothing. As much as, you never saw that white horse again. As much as I... Yeah, she didn't even ride it in. That's she what was I'm already saying. Off of it. As much as I do love Arya, she is kind of way too overpowered. Like, she should have died getting stabbed by the waif in season five. Like that should have, she got stabbed Rick, I mean, five John times in the John should have belly. stayed dead when he stayed dead. But at least, at least the Lord of light brought him back. If there was no Lord of light. That and, thank her. you, Lord of light. She got stabbed and just walked it off. It was like a little weird. They forgot that she could take a face because in reality, she could have just taken Kyburn's face or something and fucking killed Cersei herself. But somehow she well, survived. But had to be dead though. But somehow, right. She could have just killed Kyburn and taken his face. Or yeah, she but, could have gone she, up there. but she didn't know Kyburn was dead. She would have had gone up there. Oh, is that Kyburn down on the rock? Okay. Yeah. They didn't do that. Exactly. She could have done that. And she could have done a lot of things. She could have uh, fucking... I, mean, I, 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 taken some, I would have went with someone other than Kyburn. She could have taken some random face. Yeah. Who cares? But yeah. we only see her ever take the face of Walder Frey's kid. Or Walder Frey, I mean. There's yeah. The only time we ever see her take yeah. a face yeah. is Walder Frey. And I think they wanted to do that so you didn't expect it. But again... 
big moment, writing to it. Not the way you write a story. Make it worth our while and make it worth something outside of just killing the Frey family. Um, She somehow survives King's Landing. She can magically teleport. But overall... I do enjoy her character, and I do wish we get a spinoff, although I, we, I don't think we ever Yeah, do. I mean, I don't think I'd want a spinoff just on Arya. 20 years later, adult Arya, you wouldn't think that's, like, pretty cool? I, I, I don't think just her would, would be enough. I think you, you need something else. Maybe she goes back to see Jon, which is that she never was, or in 10 years, Tyrion and Jon Snow meet. You show me something like that in 10 years, okay, you get everyone involved, not just one person. You yeah. Yeah. I actually wrote a note that I forget what the fuck I meant by it. Cause I said, um, I, it's about like writing to moments as opposed to writing a story. And I said, use brand John or Clegane bowl as an example. And then I put, Oh, maybe I do remember. And then I put, if Sam gives me shit about Clegane bowl, cause I know you liked Clegane bowl. I like Clegane bowl. The hound came back to the show. Okay. Okay. There we go. Them writing to moments. The hound should have died to Brienne. A hundred percent. Right. So he magically comes back in season six and Ian McShane, God bless that man. I, I love that episode. God bless that man. I love that Al Swearingen out in Game of Thrones territory with fucking, what's that dude's name? Ed Sheeran. God bless him. Even though Ed Sheeran, that was, they that was literally describe camera. him dying in the later season as a callback. That was really funny. But the Hound comes back for that with one thing on his mind, which was revenge, right? He does nothing at all of consequence from the time he comes back in that season six, I think the opener to season six, by the time he comes back to that episode to the time he falls into the fire, which I rewatched and they fall for at least a hundred feet before they even hit fire. They're dead dead before they hit the ground. Um, So from that moment to the time he fucking spears his brother through that wall, he literally just fights people. He has no other purpose oh 100 so that's poor he's a, writing he's, he's a brawler right that's poor well, writing but some people are brawlers you bro- but everybody has a purpose you bring them back blah 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 blah. and what was his to fight people his purpose was to take down his brother that's for stupid. getting back to his face that, that's how he just revenge he, he hated his brother he damaged his face fear of fire i don't know that, he, that's how he, i look but at he it. added nothing to the plot he added well, nothing he, to the finale nothing i well i went so uh, he he the, helped aria grow that's how i, I look at him Okay. I, I felt like he, he helped Arya grow as a character, kind of toughened her up when she needed it. Okay. I, I will give yeah. you that because yeah. I like their relationship. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's kind of it, really, when you think about it. Like, besides that, he's a fighter. Yeah, I mean, like, he really didn't do much. And, like, if we never – how would you feel if we never saw him again after that? Arya dies. Thing? You really think 100% so? 100% she dies. So with, you think basically with, then with, the hound basically had a huge part of the well, show. I don't, right? That's what I'm saying. I, I won't agree with you saying he's he's useless. I think he 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 paid a uh, played a huge part in Arya growing to be this this ninja assassin. Now that the series is over, we know who's on the Iron Throne. We know where Sansa is. We know where all this stuff kind of happens and falls through. What do you think is the sh- of the show? As a whole, when you look back on Game of Thrones, what is your thought? I mean, again, it's I wanted to ask me in ten years, but I still think it's still one of the best shows. Um, obviously just a show like this, it didn't have all the news outlets, like hyped it up. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, Seinfeld was big when it had its, its family, obviously, but like, did it have Twitter? Did it have all these sources of, of theories and fan videos? Like they just had so much spotlight on them, all the pressure. And then to add the fact that they wanted to do what they should have done in 30 episodes in 13. And while they were probably writing Star Wars. They just had too much on their plate and they couldn't stick the landing. I just think the okay was just, it was lackluster. It was disappointing ending, but I still think the show overall was a good show. To me, this is a six season show. 
Like when I go back and watch this show in five years again, just stop after just season. Stop six. after season six. Cersei wins. Oh, she I mean, blows up the set. Literally say the same thing about Dexter. Stop after five seasons. You're and, good. And, and and like that's it for me. Cersei's the ultimate villain, the Night King. Who knows? But he's not dead, at least in I my mean, theory. I would go back just to watch. Like I mean, there were some cool battle moments, but I wouldn't sit through the the fifteen minute walk of Tyrion to find his brother and sister. Even for me, to how bad season five was in that season of. Poor writing and rushed decisions in five. We still got hard home. Yeah. We still got Mother's Mercy with Stannis. It and was so, Jamie should have died so, there. So like yeah. we at least got some very good episodes. And when I look back at the series as a whole, as many gripes as I have for this season, as much as I didn't love last season, I still have so many more positive memories than negative 100%. memories of this show. It is still undoubtedly one of the most important television series in the history of our world. It is still going to go down as one of the most divisive t- TV endings in the history yeah. of TV. For top ten lists, for the rest of our days and our kids' days, we're going to see Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Dexter. We're going to see those three endings yeah. as three of the most disappointing episodes. Yeah. Three of our favorite shows. And so, like, it just goes to show you that the journey is just as important as yeah. the end result. Because Sopranos for six seasons outside of the ending was amazing. Dexter outside of the last couple seasons was amazing. And Game of Thrones for the first six seasons was absolutely the best television arguably ever. It could be up there with... Breaking Bad and Sopranos and The Wire and all these amazing shows that a lot of people will defend to tooth and nail. But when I look back, I say I have a lot of positive memories. I overall still love the show. And God damn it, these characters deserve better. I love these characters. And never ever will they be taken from me except for the Night King. They will never be looked at negatively for me. It's just the writing and how they were handled because even that interview – where Masande's character and Grey Worm's character and Amelia Clark are saying "best season ever," haha, <laughs> and Peter Ooh. Dinklage is shitting on it. Yeah, we we know where where the cast stands. The cast does we not know. love this shit. And I made a note: Dothraki went back to Noeth and or Nat Nath N A A T H. That was the Unsullied. Well, I, I wrote Dothraki. Unsullied, but I'm pretty. Doth- sure. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have wrote it if I if I okay, didn't think. It's, after you're I'll find wrong. It. It's the. When unsullied. I make a note and find it to send it to you, I'm going to punch you in the throat. The other note I had. They dumped down Jon Snow. They dumped him down to almost an idiot. Mm-hmm. These last two seasons, at least this season, he like I said, his last line, "She's my queen." Mm-hmm. Jon Snow's not a fucking idiot. He wouldn't have made it this far. If, I don't know. I feel like they just dumped him down too much, and then and then we blame Kit Harrington because they gave him nothing. <laughs> they gave him nothing. Well, I mean, quite frankly, because they the writing was three lines recycled. That's what I'm she's, saying. So, she's but, my but queen. People, ah, fuck it's Kit. I I don't blame Kit. I think they gave Kit shit, and then. His word, when I asked him, what would your feel about this last season? Disappointed. He gave you, he was in the moment, he gave you his honest answer. Yeah. And I, and I think that's everyone. Everyone, I don't care. I mean, you say it was a great whatever, but I think no matter what you say, you're a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, it is It is uh, the Unsullied. So, regardless, who cares where they're going? Yeah. North, whatever. Um, doesn't matter. The, the series as a whole, like I said, when you look back on it, I love it. These characters deserve better. Now... To the fans, these last two pieces to the fans, and one of them, as I saw on Facebook today, was you. I did not know that you wrote this nice copy and paste job off of Twitter, by the way. Of course, with that whole 100%. Theory, the whole Dexter thing. It so, was fucking hilarious. So, 
you're 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 going to disagree, right? But this is very important. Okay. Very very important. That whole Dexter logic of like you ain't seen nothing till you see my man Dexter going off into a sailboat yeah. and da 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 into a storm, which we can both agree is arguably maybe even worse than Game of Thrones from a story standpoint. hundred percent worse. Like it is arguably the stupidest fucking storyline, um, like ever in a in a way to end a series. And you have those folks out there, like I forget what you said. If you can go on like your Facebook or something like that and read the exact quote of all you Game of Thrones nerds never saw Dexter ride a ship which off I, into the which whatever. Which, as I wrote, it was a joke. Could I just... I'm, I'm going to read it. Yeah, just read it. Some of you Game of Thrones nerds clearly never watched Dexter drive a boat into a hurricane with his dead sister on board after killing his young son in the care of a known serial killer so he could become a lumberjack, and it shows. And so, like, that, that whole logic... It's not that exact tweet or that exact like meme or whatever. I see a lot of people comparing Game of Thrones to Dexter. Just in general. Even outside of that singular thing. So a lot of comparisons to Dexter. And I'm telling you now. The, you cannot compare. The Dexter logic is fucking flawed. The whole thing of you ain't seen a bad ending until you saw Dexter ride off. Motherfucker. That's why I am more pissed. The whole phenomenon with Dexter. Right? Dexter at its peak was 3 million viewers. Yeah. Game of Thrones averages, what, five times that? So well, for the final Dexter season. was, even still before that, it was 10 to 12. It's still no. three to, to four yeah. times the audience that Dexter was. So Dexter was never once the cultural phenomenon that, that Game of Thrones was. But it had a and cult And people following. can say a cult following versus a phenomenon, two yeah. different things. And some people can say, well, it was Showtime. It wasn't HBO. If the show was good enough, people would have bought Showtime to watch it. Like people buy HBO to literally watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. How many fucking memes did you see on Monday morning that said, how are you going to cancel uns- cancel your Game of Thrones? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. You saw a billion memes yeah. like that. So that's number one. Number two on the whole Dexter comparison thing. The reason I'm even more mad at the way Game of Thrones ended was because Dexter ended that way. This was my chance, and you as a TV viewer, this was our chance to basically redeem Dexter because Dexter went down so hard that now Game of Thrones is down with it. Now both of these shows went up in flames. It's not a comparison. No, I, see, I, I, I disagree with. I don't. I don't say both of these shows went up in flames. They oh bullshit. I, I think all I when I all I compared it was just the finale. That's I wasn't comparing from beginning to. You obviously cannot fucking compare shows. Just the finale of the end of this show and this show. Dexter is down here. I like Game of Thrones ending more than I like Dexter's. That's all I'm saying. That's it. it I'm is, not comparing shows. It is just like, a finale. It is a difficult comparison to make because at the end of the day, like. People are like, you never saw a bad ending until you seen Dexter. Yes, I did. I did see a bad ending because I watched Dexter. I followed Dexter because both shows are eight no, seasons. That's, no, that's all I I'm followed saying. Dexter. I'm just letting people know for, that people were complaining about this just because Game of Thrones have more people have more of a platform. They're screaming and hollering. If Dexter had the hype of Game of Thrones, could you imagine how much it would have got crucified? It and it, and it did and get it crucified did, to an but extent, but it would have gotten mutilated. Yeah. And That's I, all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And and Dexter I love, is, and I, I I love both shows. Yeah. And Dexter's first I would say probably 5 seasons are really good yeah. to amazing. Like they range yeah, between 100%. really good to amazing. Maybe 3 sucked with the with the whole uh, DA thing going to Mexico and all that stuff. Like maybe, but like Game of Thrones is a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. I would even say that 
probably more in line with the Sopranos than Dexter from like a cultural standpoint. Now, the Sopranos was late 90s, early 2000s, probably a little before our TV watching time. Sure. Like at that time, we were in sixth grade. Yeah. So definitely not watching the Sopranos at that point. I didn't even have HBO. Yeah. So I couldn't have been there. So I don't know what culture was like yeah. when when that yeah, was we were, we were on we're, skateboards we're, we were too young like that's yeah. as simple as that we were riding a skateboard we had no idea yeah. how the sopranos was ending and there was no twitter there was no facebook exactly. i'm sure chat rooms went off with age sex but, location but, and sopranos again the ending with sopranos i liked i don't mind and, it. and, and that's a, it's a mixed yeah. bag people yeah. loved it people hated it yeah i don't mind it and then the other theory but amongst the fans not theory the other mindset of the fans now you and i did not like the way the show ended i won't you know of which show of Game of Thrones. Okay. We're back on that. I I, I won't say like, hey, hey, Rue. Um, I, I won't say like that, uh, like to try and speak for you. So if you disagree with anything I'm about to say, just just tell me. That's fine. But you have a lot of, con- you have a contingent of people out there that love this ending and love this season. And by howdy, God damn it, you're allowed. I, shit, I, I wish I was them. Yeah. I wish I could love it. You're absolutely allowed. I hate people that are always kind of negative and like me, I'm just... I'm a little disappointed. You're you're totally allowed to love this because yeah. that's your right. You can of love course. whatever you love. But it's these people that I think are fucking crazy. Are the people that love it, but because of the of the popularity. Uh, no, no, no. They love it because of the reasoning of well, I'm not going to nitpick. Okay. That I've heard that. So many times. It's in my comment section on my personal Facebook. I'm not going to nitpick. I really liked it. You admitting that you're not going to nitpick, it means you didn't like it. No, it means that there are a couple scenes it, that you It, it you means that nitpick. if you think harder, then you could find ways to not like it. But because you don't want to not like it, because you want to love it so much, you're just choosing not to nitpick. And here's why. It's lazy. I'm not going to nitpick is lazy. You and I, we decided to do a podcast. Yeah. So we kind of have to yeah, nitpick. Yeah. It's part of our I mean, It would be a boring podcast duty. if everything we watched. I loved it. You, it was great. You admit that it has flaws, but you don't want to take the time to address them when you say, I don't want to nitpick. You'd rather just accept it because a dog got fucking pet or a dragon melted a throne. Nitpicking isn't nitpicking when it's worth nitpicking. Yeah. And that's what you and I do yeah. is we nitpick. I definitely sway a little more towards the negative than you, and I yeah. admit that. I am not afraid because at the end of the day, I still love this show. It's I care that much that I'm willing to nitpick about it. The writing was shit. Don't just accept that. Why are you giving D&D a free pass? Because when you do that, you're allowing them to make three Star Wars movies. You're allowing them well, to, that deal's to justify. Already That's my yeah, point yeah. is because... That's how popular Game of Thrones is. You're allowing them to be okay with rushing through two seasons at what you said, 13 episodes yeah. that should have been 30. Yeah. You're allowing that to be justified. Why are you justifying it? Because you watched it for eight years? Because you said, I'm invested? I'm invested, so I'm not going to nitpick. I'm invested, so I am going to yeah. nitpick. Yeah. Because I took my time that I can never get back to love a show as much as I did, and it disappointed me that much. Yeah. The nitpick take is fucking lazy. I mean, end of rant. You, you know, a show is good when you talk about it and you feel these emotions about it. You speak so deeply about what you watch or what you like and and what you don't like. It's, I don't know. Like, like I, I agree with like ninety eight percent of what you just yeah. said. Let's go out on a positive. Let's end it with our top three moments from the series finale. We're never getting Game of Thrones again in the mainline story. We're gonna get some prequels and some side stuff, but. 
What were your top three moments for this I mean, episode? J- just three. I-, I would say the whole the, the cinematography. I mean, it could be number one like the, what we did last one, but I would just say just how they did Drogon, just the fire with the flames. I with every to me was the fireball in the throat. Mm-hmm. That was I think that was more important than anything. Just to see it build up back there, and again, just like is it infinite flame? I don't know. So that that that's my number three. Is he like a Charmander? Like, can he go and attack at will? Uh, my number three was a Drogon scene as well. It was when the wings spread. With oh, and, and that that could have been it. Too. That is I mean, just that, such that, a gorgeous yeah, shot. I agree. I that, just love the yeah, shot. That was beautiful. Two, I I like Brienne's little tribute to Jamie. I okay. like that book thing because I because I remember them two talking. That book meant so much to him, and I thought that was an awesome callback for her to give. That. Obviously, you know what she wanted to write. Yeah. And she wrote that. I was like, that's a sweet moment. Uh, my number two is Tyrion throwing the pin because it cemented that Tyrion was okay. After he nah. after he was, I don't want to go. I don't want to die during the Blackwater stuff. And he's not a fighter. And he gets knocked out on the battlefield of one of the, the battles in like season one. Like this guy, as the smartest character on the show, maybe outside of, uh, of Varys, the smartest character on the show finally smartened the fuck up. He was so dumb. For most of the season, but he finally grew a pair. Said, "Fuck it, my fate is is my fate. I'm I'm gonna go out the way I'm gonna go out, but I am not gonna serve you because I don't believe in you anymore." And it was like him putting his hand down or his fist down and saying, "Like, that's it. I'm walking away." And for somebody who is in love with somebody, as he admitted, I was in love with her too. Yeah. For him to be able to walk away from all that power, from all that potential that they could have ruled the world, and he could have been the hand of the queen who ruled the world, and he walked away from it voluntarily, knowing that the outcome was death. I got a lot of respect for that. I, I, I don't even know my number one right now. I, I, I'll go then. I, I, easy, I don't know. Easy. My man, Robin Aaron. I fucking saw the titty drinker fucking 10 years uh, later and it was hilarious. And by the, by my man, Robin Aaron, I mean all the people on that council that should have been there. Like I liked the Tully humor. I liked Samwell giving this awesome idea of a democracy and then getting shit on. No, no, it was I liked Arya. His first sentence. That was the only once he started babbling, he took a shit. I like when Arya looked at Yara and said, "Talk about my brother again." I no, that, honestly, that could be my number one. So like that whole kind of thing, and Robin Iron just sitting there, grown ass man now, probably like late teens, no, maybe like sixteen. Um, him just standing there, no lines, no nothing, but he everybody says, knew. I. Yeah, that was his only fucking line. Honestly, it would only go to two scenes. It's it's when Arya did that, and and and, and when Jon Snow saw Ghost, like that's all Jon's got. He, yeah. He's got nothing. What, well, that's what, it. What we got is a whole rest of the show. So we'll be right back after this word from the Earth Station One podcast, one of our ESO network partners. Hey, this is Mike. A few months back, I was given the assignment of creating a new promo for the Earth Station One podcast. I figured I had a ton of time, but I kind of got distracted. Go figure. And we realized we had somehow missed our deadline. So here I am late at night trying to figure out something creative to get you to listen to our show. I guess I could just use my announcer voice. Listen to the Earth Station One podcast. For almost nine years, we've been bringing your inner geek out to play. We are a founding member of the ESO Network, and you can find us up on most media players like iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or wherever fine podcasts are found. I think that might work. And here we are after our last breakdown of the last ever episode of game of thrones um shout out to dan from connecticut who told me that he would defend this season until he's blue in the face and he'll go down with that fight and he loved it i got a lot of respect for you man i got a lot of respect hey, you, gotta, for you. you gotta pick your hills to die on my go friend. check out our interview with the band connecticut i'm happy to see those dudes are doing really well 
Uh, Tone just had a baby, so Congrats. we love all those dudes. But we're going to go into the movie section. We've got a couple reviews, one for Aladdin and one for Brightburn. We're going to start off with the Aladdin review. This is the live-action Disney movie that, uh, you know, we don't know if we're going to like or not, quite frankly, uh, because... And I haven't seen any of the reviews, so let, let's see how it did. Yeah, uh, where is it at? I got it somewhere here. Um, that it is, There it is. Aladdin is about as safe an adaptation as we've seen Disney put out, which is a bit disappointing consider that mo- uh, considering that most of what it adds to the story works pretty well. More in- uh, interesting arcs for Jasmine and the genie are welcome, but more often than not, Aladdin just wants to play the hits. The familiar story beats feel undercooked in live action, something not helped by the actors in the lead hero and villain roles that tend to get outshined by their peers. While 2019's Aladdin may not be a whole new world, thanks to some great... Okay, got it. Might not be a whole new world, thanks to some great supporting performances and a dazzling Agrabah, it is one worth revisiting. 7-0? 6 6-7, okay. So close. Alright, so they play it safe. I guess it's worth seeing, but... I saw the, the, the newest trailer they released. It was the best one they put out. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get me to the theaters, but I think I'll just have to wait for Disney+. Plus. I I hope that... <sighs> but the other one, I'm going to try very hard to see in theaters. I, I hope that uh, that Aladdin... Because I'm okay with safe. Because it's it's introducing the film to a whole new generation of people yeah. who haven't seen the... Or who may not have seen the... Uh, original and, and, one. and there's there's a lot of pressure on this movie. They had a two hundred dollar million dollar budget. Robin plus, Williams is dead. Plus all That's the marketing and Robin Williams, so they they they're they're fighting an uphill battle. And again, all of our inter- uh, all of our reviews are courtesy of IGN, unless we say otherwise, or if they're ours, um, we we just use that as a building block, and then we give our opinions after that. We also have the review for Brightburn. What would happen if Superman made his debut in a Tales from the Crypt comic book? The result is Brightburn, a wickedly fun little horror flick with enough gore and superhero lore to keep fans of both satisfied. Ooh. 8-0. 7-1. What the fuck? <laughs> I just don't agree with that grade. Good. Uh, I, I don't understand. You kind of first you say disappointment for the other one. You give it a 6-7. This one, I don't know. Pissed. But, again, we... Uh, we we have like a darker take on a superhero that's not R rated for humor and by like James Deadpool, Gunn. Deadpool James Gunn's adaptation and it's cool because Brightburn looks and it's, it's all over the place the marketing never hit before the film but now that it's out like the marketing's going nuts on the film which I appreciate they're trying to drum up the hype post release which is cool uh, it's a little budget so they didn't spend too much money I think they're gonna make money I th- on it I think they. Uh, projected a $12 million opening weekend domestic. I think that's that what... I think that's what that I mean, going was. going up against Latin, like, they're... You it's know, tight. Yeah. Because, well, I, you also have to think this, though. They're two different audiences. Oh, Latin versus an R-rated horror, uh, horror, like, superhero film. Two different audiences. But we wish nothing but the best for Brightburn. And Sam will probably see it. I'd assume you're going to see it yeah. in theaters. Yeah, I'm so, going to try my best. Yeah. I don't know if I could swing it this weekend, but it's, it's, it's on the list. You'll get one of those $6... Goddamn early matinees. Yeah. Before we go into, well, you know, we'll save it. We may have found our Batman. We hinted at it at the beginning of the show, but Variety has reported that uh, we're there. If I'm not mistaken, I think we did a podcast like maybe ten ago, and I think I was. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm pretty sure I said Rob Pattinson. I remember I, can, I said I someone that it. I knew was going to be 
Like not everyone was going to agree with me. I, I can remember. I, I can envision it. I might, it might have been the episode where I picked the Rover as my pick of the week. It was a movie he's in. And it was like a whole different take. It's like obviously people got to get Twilight out of their minds because that's what all people think. All the jokes. Oh, he's going bad. He's doing this and that. It's like, well, guys, that was like Harry Potter broke him out. He got his break at Twilight, made millions. If Look at his films that he did after Twilight. Like there are some great films on that list. I think he's going to be a great choice. Robert Pattinson, unfortunately, is is an actor that has been so consumed by one of his roles that that's the only thing people remember him as. Yeah. He is literally Edward. Like yeah. That is Robert Pattinson. And that's a problem. Like I, That sucks. I'd love for him to shed that. And I'm all for this casting choice. Yeah, And, and I, I know him as Dig, uh, was it, uh, Dig, Diggerty, uh, Harry Potter guy, Hob- dies in it, Goblet of Fire. God damn, dude. I've never seen I a Harry Potter it's, movie. It's been a while since I, I've seen it. But like I, that's where I, when people think Twilight, I think Harry Potter. Well, you've never, probably never seen Twilight. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't just go, Edward, Like I first saw you as Harry You're Potter. You're not a 13-year-old girl. True, true, true. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean, who those movies I mean, are. I mean, obviously, right. he's going to have to pack on like 30, 40 pounds of muscle. Like, he's going to have to bulk up, do some training, of course. Hmm. But he's got two years to do it. Yes, 2021. Like, I have faith. Give the guy a chance. Like, what, I, what I tell people, it's like, when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, there was a fucking outcry. Because he wasn't an actor, he was a, he was like a comedian. Mm-hmm. When uh, Heath Ledger, people it was freaking a, a riot almost started. Ben Affleck, like give people a chance until they're freaking on screen. Except Jesse Eisenberg, we knew he was going to be terrible. And Heath Ledger, after all the Brokeback Mountain, after all the Brokeback Mountain stuff, which is what he was known for, A Knight's Tale. Well, no, well that was the film he did before. Yeah. Th- it was Brokeback Mountain, yeah. then Dark Knight. Yeah, he did Brokeback Mountain. He did A Knight's Tale. He did Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. And, like, that's what he was known for, that teenage angst drama movie. Yeah. He comes in as the Joker and is now and, widely, and known me as, out of the water. widely known as arguably the greatest Batman villain in history on screen and arguably one of the greatest villains to ever portray any movie ever in the history of cinema. So, like, give it a shot. Yeah. I think your theories, like, your philosophies of wait till the trailer, I think I'm. that's where I'm at with this. I am actually on a positive with this. I'm totally cool with this casting choice. And let me see a trailer. Let me hear him in the role. Let me see him in the and, role. And, and let pe- me feel him in the role. And people are like, oh, he's too young. Well, in the comics, Batman was 27. In mm-hmm. real life, I think he's 32 or 33. So mm-hmm. that he just can debunks, pull off 27. That, that yeah, debunks right. that, right? No, people were saying like, he was too young. So it's like, well, he's he's actually a, a, a perfect age to be Batman. But aren't they trying? I mean, to, last... to be a young Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So that's they were perfect. trying to go for an older mm-hmm. Batman. So this going to be a younger Batman. It, and it's rumored to be what I last read. That it's Penguin and Catwoman. Yeah, that's what I've been reading and hearing. Yeah. So I mean, uh, hey, it maybe is it is Josh Josh Gad as Penguin. You know, that could be different. Hey man, Josh Gad just got put in the Honey I Shrunk the Kids remake, so anything's possible. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah. So again, we've been waiting for this news for what a year and a half, maybe even more. We've been waiting for this moment I've for been, a long time. I've been since Justice League ended. I've been waiting for the next Batman. If like when so actually the news broke what. Less than an hour after we recorded last Literally an hour after it was done. So when you were driving home, you probably saw it. So Once you, I got home, I yeah. saw it. So what was your immediate reaction? God damn it. <laughs> like we <laughs> okay. couldn't have like, you know, it couldn't happened before the podcast because, you know, obviously when news drops, it's great to talk about one. Yeah. But, but I had to sit for a week and... That's okay. We had the Mario Maker 2 direct. I don't want to take anything away from that. I know. And don't get me wrong. There's a couple people that I know on Instagram that actually like, agree with me. Like, I agree with you. I see him in this movie, this movie. Like, I think he could be good. But don't get me wrong. The majority was hate. Oh, and, and you know what? That's okay. Like 90 to 10. <laughs> Again, it goes back to like the Game of Thrones thing. Whatever your opinion is, you're allowed to have yeah, that opinion. exactly. Just don't have it for a dumb fucking reason. 
formulate your own opinion. I'm cool with this. I think you're cool with this. Yeah. That's really cool. Let's see him in action. Let's get a trailer, a teaser, and, or and something. It's, and it's not even 100% confirmed that it's him. Right. It's looking like that, that he's being I. Variety is a very trusted source. So this yeah. isn't like the hashtag show yeah. or like we podcast and we know things. This is Variety yeah. reporting this. And that's, that's as good as gold for me. I'm good to go on the story. So we'll kind of... Talk yeah, about it the, as the, if he was. The two were on the list was him and, and Nicholas Holt, who played yeah. Beast in the X Men movies. Yeah, but I, I think out of I them think two, they made the right choice. Out of them two, I hundred percent you go to Pat. Sony is making gaming movies. They're also making some TV, which we'll get to in a minute. PlayStation Productions aims to turn a bunch of Sony property into TV and movies. Is that your? Is that your? Yep, that's what I feel it, under it could, the table. It, it could be something hitting the table because that is obviously I've always been saying, man, we need a Devil May Cry. Man, we well, need... we're getting Devil May Cry anime. Yeah, well, anime, but like a live action, God of War live action. Yeah. Um, you know, Twisted Metal. Maybe we get a Crash Bandicoot. My 2019 wish list, actually, my 2018 wish list or 19, I can't remember, included a God of War Netflix series. So we're gonna get some sort of God of War yeah. thing eventually with this Kratos. Hopefully, not the Greek Kratos. I hope they go with this new Norse mythology old father Kratos. That would be awesome to continue that journey. I also think we're going to get a second game. Or, so how- or if they do it, like, do the first season, like, you know, Greek mythology, then let him work his way. Well, my thought would be game two comes out, God of War, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping we get a, a goddamn show way before we get game two. So here, two. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Game two, the show is a 10 episode miniseries that bridges us from one to two. Like you have to watch it in order to oh, get so, okay, to Okay, that. so you're saying it'll come out before the second game. Yes. Okay, and I thought, it'll, I thought and it'll okay. bridge the story from yeah, one to okay. two. I, okay. Two picks up five years later. I will stamp it, even though you hate that. But I'll stamp it. No, I hate when they show you the words. So okay. two picks up five years later, and this series is that five year gap or whatever. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's right At before, one year, whatever. two year, whatever. Okay, whatever okay. it looks like. I'd be like. down for that. And it's like this type of show that bridges it. And I think that's like the creative liberty that Sony has with this, right? We're, we're going to talk about a TV series they're going to do in a minute. You know, the Uncharted movie was already in production. So that really isn't PlayStation Productions. Tom Holland's young Nathan Drake. That's going to be cool. I hope. Fingers crossed there. But we got, like you said, we got still potential wanted. for Crash Bandicoot animated yeah. stuff. There's a Ratchet and Clank. Huge potential for that. They made a movie with Ratchet and Clank yeah. recently. It kind of bombed. They have a chance to redo that. Could you imagine with good CG, a live action Ratchet and Clank with like a mix of them being CG? I'd rather see Crash could, first. Could be me. fun. Could be fun. You have a Horizon Zero Dawn. You have The Last of Us. You have... Uh, there is a Monster Hunter movie coming out, but I know it's not. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's separate. not a PlayStation yeah. exclusive. Devil May Cry is now not no longer PlayStation exclusive. But again, it, it's kind of known for being on a PlayStation yeah. platform. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, what do I got? Uncharted. I mean, what, what, Spider-Man. You know, that, that's what I was like. Oh, I, I don't think we're going to do that. But, but yeah. Um, let's see. Bioshock, Last of Us. No, Last of Us I said already. I can't think of anything. Resident that. Evil? No, it's a multi-platform. Plus, we already have a ton of Resident Evil movies. I guess technically like Gran Turismo, if you want like a racing movie, nah, like Fast and the nah, Furious type of, of deal. Of who, who knows? But there's a ton of franchises out there, and the world is their oyster. Uh, they got, they got a money. lot of potential. Yeah. Uh, they, but Sony makes shitty movies. Like they they do. If you look at Sony movies, I mean, both amazing Spider-Man movies. I didn't mind the first yeah, one I so the, much. I the first one I liked. The but, second one I didn't. But Sony has a track record of making pretty shit movies. So hopefully, like. It's a different division. Yeah. <laughs> um, but given the time, yeah. given the care, and given the budget, I think it's obvious to say that this could be a special thing. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, Endgame has passed Avatar domestically. Yeah, there's, I mean, it, I think it's going to pass it. It's a 2.6 billion as we speak. 
Avatar's two seven. It's got a chance. It, it, it has to. I think it has to. I don't. It's, I, it's not going to beat the Star Wars domestic gross because their domestic gross is like nine hundred something crazy. Yeah, the Force Awakens almost did a billion yeah. domestic. Yeah, which that alone's nuts. That's crazy. But nine twenty six or something. If anyone's going to take Avatar off the top, it's Endgame. And we said that it could yeah. happen. Yeah. I I would like to think by the time we record next week, it will have happened. But I also like to think that everybody who wanted to see this movie saw it. Yeah, the mo- the way they can get there I is people it seeing it a second. So yeah, like, I'm good. It's people seeing it a second time. People seeing it a third time. Maybe something happens where uh, they announce a new thing right before the movie's about to leave theaters, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, let's go see it before it leaves yeah. theaters." So I, they can get there if they want to. Avatar took 45 days or something like that to get to two billion. This took 11. 11. Yeah. So like this movie still got time in the theater. Oh, it's got plenty it's of time. May 23rd. It hasn't even been out a month yet. Yeah. I think it was April 26th. Was and, and I just read um, Hellboy just left like theaters yeah. and it bombed terribly i think it made 40 million on a 50 million dollar budget it made i think like 10 or 15 million less than the original well at least david harbour's in stranger things and and at least he has to fall back on because he ain't getting a second hellboy what did you think of john wick 3 well spoiler spoiler free spoiler free Spoiler, spoiler I have not free. seen any of them, so you got to keep it spoiler. No, I will. And I'll just say... This cat dies in this one. They they did it again. They they find a way to up the ante to get these crazy action scenes while also pushing the story along, while also getting backstory at the same time, introducing new characters, old characters. It's... This is... It's... It's... it's this trilogy... I'm trying to think of a trilogy just to stand toe-to-toe from like one, two, and three to being like... Good, great, and good. Like, you know, or like, great, great, great. Like, usually there's Arguably always, four, five, and six. There's always like a one stinker. There's not a stinker in this bunch. Four, five, and six is pretty goddamn solid, Star Wars. The original trilogy is pretty goddamn okay, solid. Okay, yeah, but... That's pretty You mean the original solid. three? Mm-hmm, four, See, five, and six. But I, I think that for me, the way I look at it, I didn't... Gr- like, we grew up spoiled. We had these special effects. Back then, they had shit. Yeah. And when I watch it now, I see kind of shit. So get, you know, the guys get upset with me. I I, I go back to the the, the Darth I, Vader fight I, I scene. Like you know I me. Like them. I I just don't. The guy was too old; he couldn't move as Obi Wan. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what about like Lord of the Rings? That trilogy. okay? That trilogy. I agree. One, two, and three were great. That's like, uh, but look what I, I'm comparing it as: John yeah. Wick to uh, movies that had two hundred million dollar budgets. Understood. But you just said I don't know if there's a movie that, or a trilogy. You know, I, that I, up I, to. I, I'm thinking, no, on the top of my head, like one that could compare. Okay, Lord of the Rings that yeah. had one, two, and three, but not the Hobbit. I wouldn't know for one, two, and three Hobbit. No. Jaws. <laughs> Obviously, no. Like, well, and Jaws is a lot more than three. I you know, like I'm just thinking maybe Roni Kench in live action. It wasn't even in English, but it was great. I'm just trying to think of really good trilogies that could possibly stand Not Iron Man 1, 2, 3. No, I mean, I wouldn't go Not re- Not even Rush Hour 1, 2, 3. And I couldn't even Rush give it Hour. that. You know how much I love Rush Hour. I don't know how much you love Rush Hour. My favorite movies are not a part of trilogies. They're all standalones. Yeah, so it's like, you know. Like the Room, Hearts Beat Loud, and that thing there's you do. All, are, well, I'm saying there's usually movies. a weak one in the bunch, and I feel John Wick 3, 1, 2, or 3 are all fantastic. Is it? Is it your favorite John Wick? I, 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 someone, I a couple people I talked to, and I said, if I had to say right now, I would say 3, 1, 2. Three, one, two. Okay. Yeah. But we are getting a fourth in 2021. Which I, I can't spoil anything. How it, it ends on a what the F. Yeah. And in my head, I knew we were getting it. But it's just glad to hear that we're getting it so soon. The John Wick creator, I don't remember his name, is actually writing a movie for a Just Cause film. Just Cause is a video mm-hmm. game franchise. Yeah. So now the guys who did John Wick are going to adapt into a movie of a video game 
that's pretty cool because apparently these John Wick movies are great. Yeah, because they have the fighting scenes down to a science. I, I'm not a Just Cause player. I never will be. I, um, I played it, but it's not like my game. But I, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out on that. Now, there was a trailer for Terminator Dark Fate. You were watching it here. I heard it. I didn't yeah. watch it. I'll admit to it. I'll cop to it. You're the trailer guy. What would you think of the trailer for Terminator Dark Fate? I thought it fucking looked awesome. Yeah. I, I forget the, the younger chick. I think she was in that Divergent series. Charlene Woodley or something. Shailene Woodley. I think that I think her. She's in this movie. I I, th- I th- double double check me, but it looked like her. I never saw the Divergent, so I'm just going by like the face. But Linda Hamilton, Mackenzie Davis. Uh, if it's her, I don't know. I, I thought it was Shailene Woodley. Maybe I'm just making. There it. is definitely no Shailene. Woodley. All right, well, I'm sorry. I thought it was her, but Linda Hamilton's jacked. She looks great. You only see maybe one second of Arnold, if that. And that's it. But I, I think this movie looks great. The bad guy or the bad Terminator is the actor that plays Ghost Rider. Yeah, Brett Azar. That guy. Or maybe I'm thinking, maybe I got this whole cast wrong. I don't know who these people are. Is it T-800? That's the bad guy? Brett Azar. That's that's who that is. No, it's not him. No, no, no. Go go back to the, to the cast list. The yeah, Termin- it's a Gabriel, oh, Gabriel Luna. Yep, that's Gabriel Ghost Luna Rider. is in Ghost uh, Rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he isn't he, didn't he just get picked for like a star wars thing maybe. right like man yeah i think maybe we said like he was a bad guy or something they I were eyeing remember. him up i know he's an agents of shield i can't remember what else he's oh like. he was an agents of shield oh jesus well, spoilers well, no no not just two scenes ago you don't know where he went yeah he's gonna be ghost rider in yeah Marvel's when you come ghost back rider. you're gonna see where he went these last two years so yeah but dude i think there's no amelia clark in it no jai courtney like that from the, the previous terminator film but hey linda hamilton's back and she is the og I can't wait to see it. She's still badass. She looks badass. From this past weekend's box office, again, remember, this is domestic. Top 10 on the list. Number 10 falling from number 7 is Ugly Dolls at 1.7 million. Number 6 falling from, I'm sorry, number 9 falling from number 6 at 2.1 million is Palms. Number 8 new to the list at 2.5 million. The Sun is also a star. Sounds like a science film. Uh, Number 7 falling from number 5 at 3.3 million is Long Shot. Down almost 50%. I, I think that movie is going to be really funny. I'm excited to watch that one. Number six, falling from number four at $4 million is The Intruder. Number five, falling from number three at $6.1 million is The Hustle. Number four, new to the list, is A Dog's Journey at $8 million. Oh, that was Dennis Quaid. You just stick a dog in the title. It's going to make yeah. millions. Yeah, that was oh, my Dennis God. Dennis Quaid. Number three, falling from number two at twenty-one or $25.1 million, a 54% dip. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Number two, falling from number one at $29.9 million, a 53% dip is Avengers Endgame. And number one, new to the list at $56.8 million is John Wick 3. It's good to have you back, Mr. Wick. That's, that's really cool that it made $59 million domestic. Yo, opening weekend. I know I'm not crazy when I'm saying these movies are freaking awesome. No, right? I when it comes not. out, I, I know you said you're going to binge them. I am. And I, I I hope you enjoy them half as much as I do. Because if, no. if it's half, you're going to love it. Like coming out this week, because we talked about, again, this is the following week. This is not for May 24th. This is for May 31st. Not a lot. We got Rocket Man, which is the Elton John story featuring Eggsy from friggin' yep. uh, Kingsman. What's his name again? Uh, Ter- Taron Edgerton? Yep. You got we have it. him as Rocket Man. I'm excited for that one. But try, try to look good. But you can't overshoot it. You can't overlook it. My boy Godzilla, King of the Monsters, coming out and Ma. Dude, that dude. The trailer for Godzilla got me so hyped. Yo, dude. I I th- and, and the reviews that I read that people say 
Will you hate it in one? You're of not getting Godzilla. You get that times two in this. Uh, and then the following week is Dark Phoenix. That's that's on the back of dude. That's on like the backest of back burners I got. It's, it's seriously like no one's talking about that movie. It just you had all the reshoots. The last X Men movie was the worst piece of shit I ever saw. Apocalypse. Fucking yeah. hated it. Yeah. You you showed me already that Mystique dies. If you saw the trailer, spoiler guys. I don't know. I'm gonna look at her like that's Sansa. That's on Ju- <laughs> right, and on June seventh, Sansa Dark Sansa comes out, but also Secret Life of Pets two comes out, and that was a pretty big movie. The first one, which does better at the box office, Secret Life of Pets two or Dark Phoenix? I I will say Dark Phoenix just because a lot of people love Dark Phoenix. Not great, gotcha. not Jean Grey. Just Dark Phoenix. I'm gonna go with Secret Life of Pets too because there are more kids than people who. Hey, like and hey, and that's Jean Kevin Grey. Hart. Kevin Hart's got the the, the fan base. As, so we, I- as we move into the TV section, Penultimate Patrol, the second to last episode of season one of Doom Patrol, happened, and boy howdy, I fucking yeah, love it. It was probably two or three of my favorite episodes of the season. I just think it, it just hit all the right notes yet again. Here's the IGN review for it. Doom Patrol is in top form as the show yeah. gears up for its season finale. Penultimate Patrol blends tragedy and surreal comedy into a way only this series can manage. A truly hilarious Flex Mantello sequence transitions into more f- oh, uh, psychological God. drama hilarious. as the team confronts Mr. Nobody on his home turf. Our heroes take a real beating this week, and it'll be fascinating to see how, or even if, they pull themselves out of this predicament. 9-0. Yeah, that was too strong of a rating. Remember, a couple of minutes here that we're going to talk about this. Spoilers. That Flex Mantello scene. Oh my god, I was dying, dude. I was like, I was like what's Des- happening? Describe like, it. Describe it for our listeners. So he's, he's trying to flex. I for, I'm trying to think of the muscle. It was some crazy-ass muscle. I, I forget what it was, but he's trying to open it so you could... Go into the white pages of the comic book, yep. and he uses the wrong muscle, and basically, literally forces everyone in this town to orgasm. Yeah, everyone does except uh, Brendan Fraser, and he's like faking it. He just starts going, oh, because well, he's looking around. Everyone's like sheer ecstasy, yeah, yeah. And, and Jane's oh. like, "Fuck, we're all coming!" Oh my god, I was dying. Well, it, it, to put it in context, they're actually on Danny Street. Yeah, they're on yeah. the the the, uh, That's the sentient the street. street. So they're on Danny. Even the street came. Yeah. The street wrote in like a traffic light. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, I was, that was probably one of the funniest moments of that show. Just how wacky and, and goofy and, oh, it was hilarious. I thought that this episode, you know, it sucks that there's only one left, but it's also good that there's only one. Th- I, I'm ready for this season to be over. Yeah. 15 episodes well, is a grind. It, it, no, it's... I, yeah, I would say it, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But there's knowing pretty... that the following week is Swamp Thing, yeah. So I'm ready. There's just there's a lot of filler this season, but it was like it was good filler. I yeah. think we've only had out of 15 episodes, what two or three? Yeah, I would say there might have been two where I could have been like, uh, yeah, some duds. Know? But out of 15, I'll take that yeah, all day. Same. It's same. better than four out of five or five out this of six. This was, I think, a way better show than I was expecting. I think. It, Everybody you know, can agree with that. Yeah. This show didn't get the budget that it deserved. And I, looking I back, I didn't on hear it. no season two or anything. Nothing yet. Yeah, so Nothing I'm, a little, yet. I'm a little nervous. Well, we'll see. You how know, because there's been the DC things kind of in the background. We'll see how it ends. I don't think we're going to get a definitive ending. I think it's going to end on a cliffhanger, and I don't think Mister Nobody is going to go anywhere. I think he's going to stick around. Alan Tudyk does a really nice yeah. job in the role. I think he's going to stick and around. I, I love him in like that Deadpool thing, kind of talking to the audience. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the, the whole fourth wall. They do a lot of fourth yeah. wall on this show, and that's again, it makes it good. It. it Brings the the viewer 
closer to the show yeah. in my opinion and, and it's when it's done well like and this show does it really really well now it doesn't have the budget of a show like game of thrones or even the cwdc shows it doesn't have that kind of budget it's got its own thing and the net the universe is struggling right now by the way you can watch episode one of doom patrol on like 50 different websites including youtube for free because they they are really trying to push you to watch this so you like it and then you you subscribe to the, to the, the and, and the no, but and it's, it's a smart move because the first episode is it's great. great, and I think if you take the time, if you get fifty minutes to watch it, watch it. And I guarantee you, it's on our like, Facebook page right shit, now. Shit, I want to watch that second episode. And I'll tell you, man, that that pilot, if it was half as good, I'd still want to watch the whole season. Yeah, like, that's how good the pilot episode for this show was. And, and to it get you off, on the whole season, that's saying something. It starts off. I I look forward to Friday mornings. I look yeah. forward to yeah. watching. You that do show. watch it before I do. Yeah, and, and I. But tomorrow we're both off, so <laughs> it's on. I, you know, I, Greg, I mean, you know, four a.m. I just saw it. It was great. <laughs> it doesn't even come out till nine. <laughs> okay. So nine oh one, I will start watching it. Right. But it's it's uh, again, they are finally ready to battle. Like yeah. they're finally ready. They're at, they're a team now. They're finally ready to come together against Mister Nobody. I just don't see it ending. I think we're going to move into season two with Mr. Nobody because there were so many episodes where there wasn't Mr. Nobody. Yeah. But he was just kind of forgotten about. And you saw your boy that he's like, I don't do that anymore. The, the beard, the beard guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally yeah, got the beard yeah. hunter back and they like, so I thought he died when he was so, in that basement. Getting yeah, so did I. Things, but apparently he's fine. Yeah. So I was like, what happened to him? A little, little continuity error yeah. there maybe. But he comes back, he shaves his beard and he's like, it's not my thing anymore. I'm here now. I'm a new person. Danny did that to yeah, him. Yeah, maybe something street. happened. Maybe, you know, I, but, they made but show there something. is a little, there's a beard or maybe ch- flex his chest hair or something like that, that he like starts to go. And one little scene, they hint at it that he like still has the urge. So hopefully he comes back. Do you think we see animal, vegetable, mineral man again? I hope not. I think we've seen him enough. He's funny. He's a funny yeah. little news. I mean, he could be something in a second, but I think we heard about it like six, seven times. I was like, okay, yeah. you, you gave me the call. You like, you did the fan service. It's good. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. What if he ends up being the big bad? No, no, no way. No <laughs> That's way. some Game of Thrones level shit. Yeah. Uh, so that was it. Penultimate, uh, Penultimate Patrol. Look forward to tomorrow, aka Friday's episode of the season finale. And then, like Sam said, next week we get Swamp Thing, which is going to be a horror oh, show. Baby. Ten episodes should have been thirteen, but we'll. And I know you saw the full, the full image. I, dude, he looks he awesome. Looks good. He I looks can't really wait. Good. Uh, now, Westworld season three got a trailer, and I'm saying it now. Every week, I bring up my boy Aaron Paul. And I'm finally justified because he's going to have a huge role in season three for Westworld. And I am very, very excited. Yeah, I, I never finished season two. Apparently, it's worth it. I didn't love I, season I one. I, see, I love one. But then I heard two wasn't great. And I watched, I think, maybe the first three or maybe, maybe four. And I was just like, mm-hmm. hmm. And well, I just are you stopped. willing to give it a third a season maybe. three a chance? I, I, would, I would have to... I would have, have to, to re- rewatch season two. Like season one, I'm good. I can maybe watch a quick recap video just to get caught up again. But I would I would have to start season two over. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. So we got a trailer. It's on our Facebook page. We podcast and we know things. Type it in on Facebook. It's an ampersand, not the word and. And you can go check out the the trailer featuring my boy Aaron Paul for Westworld season three. HBO's uh, could have probably been bigger than it is. Like right now, I want to watch Chernobyl. That's kind of where I'm at for HBO. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, I, that's like where my mind is. Yeah. The next HBO show for me is Chernobyl. If you want to go check out River Monsters, Jeremy Wade goes there and catches a radioactive fish. Pretty good episode. <laughs> I love River Monsters. It's such a cheesy fucking show. I love it. Uh, now, we talked about PlayStation Productions in the movie section. And we kept saying, there's a TV show. There's a TV show. And mm-hmm. I am not going to be the one to say this story. I'm going to give it to you because you deserve this. Yeah. 
Twisted Metal getting a TV series. How do you feel? D- depending where they go. Yeah. I don't know new Twisted Metal. I, I think it was Twisted Metal Black. I thought it sucked. Really? I thought Twisted Metal Black was the best game in the series. I thought Twisted, Me- Twisted Metal 2 is by far the best out of the whole game. Mm-hmm. You give me this, these characters, if you want to maybe... Twisted Metal Black goes and, deep and, into the story. And, I like and, it a lot. And I think a TV show is great for us because you can maybe give... Maybe half, half each episode is the backstory of Mr. Grimm, Warthog, Spectre, Outlaw. Well, you can Axel. splice that in. That's you what can... I'm saying. So, or you, you can give one episode is the backstory of each character, yeah. and then the last three is them battling. I would love if they battled in Paris because that was my favorite board at Twisted Metal 2. Orange is the New Black does that. They take a character and they, they go along with the A storyline, but the B storyline of every episode is a backstory to a new prisoner. Or a new yeah, cellmate. Yeah. It shows them how they came in the jail, what they did before that, this, that, and the other. Or as the seasons progress, which by the way, Orange is the New Black series last season comes back July, I think twenty. I just hope that they have Calypso in this series. So Calypso has to be, I, right? If now, not, I'm pissed. Now, spoilers, three, two, one, Calypso dies yeah. in the games at like 27 years old. So it depends on where the timeline is. I think someone kills him depending who you play as, they kill him. And and I think like depending on where they do the timeline, I can, what I personally think this will be is it's going to open with Sweet Tooth before he became Sweet Tooth. Okay. And that's and then you're going to see him as a normal person, da da da. You're going to see the big thing that happens to Sweet Tooth. I think his family dies or he murders his family or something like that. And you're going to see that transformation into Sweet Tooth. That's going to be the first episode because Sweet Tooth is the mascot for Twisted Metal. Yeah. No, even yeah. if we don't want him to be, yeah. no ends, ifs, or buts. That's what you got. He's yeah. a creepy clown with a fucking fire head. Yeah. Like, that's going to draw viewers. So, like, I think that's where they're going to go for the pilot. And then. The other episodes are, like you said, going to build on those smaller characters, build them up to that last big battle at the end. Calypso is probably going to be in this, I would like to think. Yeah, but this I show has, has a ton of potential. I just, I'm just thinking like characters. Who could they do? Like Outlaw, they could do because it's a cop car. Yeah. The Spectre is a race car. They could Axel, do. They could do Axel. I think Axel, I want to see, to me, Axel is a staple, yeah. but I think he would be the hardest. He is, it's just his body. He has no armor with two huge tires. He has they, no armor. Yeah, whatever. They, I'm just, about, that's all. Like, how are you going to just make that visually work? They could do Mr. Grimm. That, that's, that was the note I said. I was talking to a group of people, and I was like, you just give me Mr. Grimm. Yeah. I'm happy. That was my dude. That's who I – even though he had the worst defense in the game, his special is the best. I uh, – Unless you're Minion. Minion is the shit. How much do you think we're going to see battling versus story? I, well, you you have to obviously tell the story, but at the same time, Twisted Metal is known for its carnage. So I think it almost has to be like a... Carnage. Almost <laughs> like a 50-50. Yeah. Kind of just as much story, you have to give me just as much action. Really? You... Like... Okay. Like I, You're I, battling. I, yeah. It's... I think a death race. I just don't That's want basically, to get old. I just don't want it to get old. I mean... It, I don't know how many episodes if it's going to be. If they go hell, I hope they go, and they, my cars and everything looks the way it does, I don't care what... Like, it's going to bring back my child. That's the game I played. Even... Growing up, we used to work out, get done, eat, play Twisted Metal. That's what we did for years. I remember I drove you to a GameStop somewhere in Northeast Philly. Just sure, to, I just, just bought to Twisted Metal 2 again. We went to Game Junkie. So I, I literally had the greatest hits and I had the standard of the issue. Yeah, so. Both complete in box, right? Or in case. Jewel yeah, case. but they're played. You know what I mean? It ain't not open. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, just complete in box means you have all the components. Yeah, oh, yeah I have everything. Factory sealed would be unplayed. Yeah. Uh, our last story on the TV section, Falcon and Winter Soldier, their little mini-series that they're going to get, is reportedly set after Endgame. So we're going to see Maybe Falcon Cap, as Cap? Captain America? Or do we see his transformation into Cap and we save that for the movies? 
I thought we'd be getting a Falcon movie now. That's what I yeah. thought. Now I hear this that it could, and it's all again, it's reportedly. But I was hoping that Phase Four would include a Falcon and Winter Soldier film, or at least a Falcon film that includes Winter Soldier, and that's how we build to him being. Or counted. maybe this is kind of just maybe maybe Winter Soldier training Falcon a little bit, kind of you know tone. What would be the consequence? Like, what would be the big bad in this? Like, who the hell? Baron Zemo. Does he is come he, back? Is he sm- small enough of a character that you can make him big, but write him off and well, be like, okay I'm, with I'm it? Thinking, I'm also thinking about like money wise, something cheap. Like he's not like a super villain. You need something real big to do. You know what I mean? The, yeah, but they got to make this show worth watching. Maybe you bring back Red Skull. I, is that know, too big? It might be too it, big. It could be. It could be. Um, he's also doing his thing with the Soul Stone. Like I don't think he's gonna. I don't think they're gonna write him out of doing that. True. I think that's his role. Um, maybe Ultron's still alive. You know, I, I'm just I'm just thinking of maybe this is where we see the the real Mandarin. That could be a possibility because you know, there just, is no Iron Man now. So where does the Mandarin go? Kevin Feige said we're going to get the Mandarin, um, and it is all one connected universe. May, so. Hey, shit, maybe Loki comes. Maybe the Loki series. This is the prequel to Loki. You know, I you know I don't know. Yeah, I think you know. Come November when Disney Plus comes out, we're going to get a lot more of ideas like how this is going to intertwine. I'm excited for this because I like Sam or not Sam Mackey. Anthony Mackie, I love Sebastian Stan. Yeah, so like I'm totally cool with the way this is going to go. I was expecting, I mean, I guess reality says, I don't know if I expected it not to be after Endgame. I just, here's, I guess, the question is how long after Endgame? Is it a huge time jump or is it like I would almost days? like, I would like to go almost like that moment. Yeah. Like, shit, maybe they Chris Evans up, makes a cameo. They, they like, pick up on the bench. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if we have some other cameos uh, in the MCU. That that show up in this you know this in series. all these shows yeah, yeah. we're gonna have some maybe Samuel Jackson something like I that I could I could imagine a point where they kind of all cross over like the CW does yeah kind of see them all I and, can, and, I can and I'm sure they're they're planning all this shit out right now because that's what they do and we'll close it out in the gaming space Team Sonic Racing cannot wait to buy it. We have the review. Team Sonic Racing nails what matters oh, most. Baby. Speed and finesse on the racetrack. The new team system is a fantastic evolution of the arcade racing formula that gives you a real reason to work together. And there's a litany of customization options to keep you coming back to these excellent tracks to earn more. Even though a small roster and annoying adventure mode story could be better, Team Sonic Racing is an addictive and inventive evolution that dry, that proves Sumo Digital is at the top of its game. 9 0? 8 5. That's out. Yeah, it's out. Yeah, it's out. Comes out the, next first, month. The, the first Sonic. Uh, and people team, say the story. It's like, remember, guys, this game came out years ago. The, this the is just first, the remake. The fr- no, it's 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 a new one. So the first Team Sonic Racing was like Team Sonic All Stars Transformed or something like that. That game was great. That came out right around Mario Kart Eight. So Mario Kart Eight completely like overshadowed it and shit on it. But that game was fucking phenomenal. It's insanely tight racing, beautiful courses. It looks great. Fun tracks, and now you take that, you add the team, almost like Mario Kart Double Dash, you take the team aspect, you double down on it, it now is on PS4, Nintendo oh, Switch, so okay. it looks, it's going to look just fucking beautiful. These tracks apparently, per this review, are fun, and I, I Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game, is getting shit on right now because it's a pay to win. You can just spend money and get the best shit yeah, so sucks, yeah. and i'm looking to get a kart racer right now to give me that fix until we get mario kart 9 this is a game coming along at a great time that's got a great review score getting positive word all over the place i'm fucking psyched you could always play initially we have the mpd of april 
Yeah, what do we got? You're goddamn right I can play Initial D. So NPD, we love it. It's our favorite thing. It's basically, it recaps the top 10 best-selling games of the month. This is for April. Uh, it comes out usually the third week of the next month, so we're getting in the third week of May. The Nintendo Switch uh, won. It won April. It continues to dominate. It is the most uh, the highest selling console in of the year. Kind of expected when PS4 is a bunch of years old and Switch is only two or three, two two and a half years old. So like less than two and a half. I kind of expect the Switch to win. What is really shocking to me is the PS4 has been out for like seven years now, uh, or six years. And the Switch has already passed its lifetime sales in Japan. That's pretty insane. No, it is. That's 100%. pretty insane that the Switch has already surpassed that. So the Switch is the best uh, hardware. Now let's get into the software. Number 10. Awesome, by the way, because this game came out in late March. So awesome. Yoshi's Crafted World is number That's 10. That's cool. Good for Yoshi. I love the Yoshi. Is that the game you didn't play yet? I played the demo okay. and it was fucking awesome. I just never bought it. Because I'm kind of in a lull for yeah. buying games. I turned my Switch on the other day for the first time in roughly a month. And I had a lot of fun because the Castlevania ca- collection came out. So okay. I, I played in. the shit out of that. Nice. Bought that. Loved it. Great collection. Number nine, NBA 2K19. Okay. Number eight, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Is wow. up there. Uh, number seven, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. That's good to see. Number six, It's Back. Grand Theft Auto Five, and it didn't come back to number ten. Uh, it's all the way yeah, back. They released some new online content. Which is so anytime they release, this is all they're gonna do. This is all they're gonna do. And there was a power sale, so like anytime they put it on sale and release some new DLC or some new on uh, GTA Online stuff, they're gonna push copies yes. of that game. Number five, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Awesome. Number four, The Division Two. Number three, MLB Nineteen: The Show. I don't know why it's worded that way. I thought it was MLB The Show Nineteen, but whatever. Number two, Days Gone. And number one, Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, the hype was real for that. So, like, it's a kind of a slow time because we are three weeks away, three weeks away from E3. So, like, not not many games. It's, it's the quiet right before the storm. And when E3 happens, oh my god, I can't wait! No Sony press conference. That's gonna suck. But we're getting the Nintendo one. We're getting an Xbox one. We're getting some other. Just cool gotta shit. be patient. Ubisoft has a. a a good chance of doing well this year. I will say the last two years, I think you said they were the worst one. They That is so true. So Besides EA. Fuck look EA. at you being hopeful. On a positive note, God of War passes 10 million copies sold. Isn't that kind of surprising? I thought I would have done that sooner. Uh, well, hey, I'm surprised it's only at 10, 10 million. 10 million is a lot. Yeah, but Super Smash Bros. in two months was at 15. Like... I'm very surprised that God of War, with all the Game of the Year awards and tens out of tens and how much we loved it and um, the fucking Raising Kratos documentary. I know it's not one of PlayStation's like Uncharted, Last of Us, but it's kind of up there. And they revamped the entire series to only see a year and a month later, 13 months later, that it only has hit 10 million. I'm surprised the number is not 15, at least. I'm I just mean, surprised. it's 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 there's, still a, it's still a win in their you're, books. You're right, you're right. There, but there's 91 million PlayStation fours out there. That means that only 10 million people—that's one, what one tenth the audience—has yeah. played this game. That's kind of yeah. weird when you think about it that way. Yeah, but again, it's it's a, it's a very mature game. Now, I'm sure a lot of kids have PlayStation that I'm sure their parents don't want to see them. No, you're right. Slashing. You're right. But no, but, but I, I, I see your point. Uncharted I see your point. is also mature. 
and so is uh, the, I think maybe even Horizon was, but The Last of Us definitely is. So like they are a mature company. It's just I would have expected more copies. I'm still super pumped because again, it deserves every copy that was sold. It deserves yep. it five times over. It was a brilliant, brilliant game. And if it wasn't for Spider Man, would have been easily my game of the year. As as long as it's sold enough to make another one, I'm happy. And we haven't heard any word of that. I yeah. don't think... They've been quiet, too. I haven't heard shit. Because they're waiting for PS5. Yeah. We're obviously not getting an mm. E3 conference this year. We've nope. known that. But if they do a PSX this year, and if that's where they unveil the PlayStation 5, I think this is the game they're leading with. Oh, I think you have to. I think that's... The, what, okay, the, the success. It's like, all right, guys, you, got, you, you ready for the sequel? <laughs> when they announce PlayStation 5, they never just announce the console. They'll always announce a you, game. You have to announce something. You're, they're either going to reboot Uncharted, which I don't think is the right time, or they're going to go sequel to God of War. Well, d- depending when the Uncharted movie live action comes out, it could be a good time to come out with a, a younger Nathan Drake. Yeah, I just, even though I, I don't get me wrong, three I want, had a, a young one. I mean, I want the live action Nathan Fillion. Like, I want a full. So I want a full movie. That like, was that, so fun. He he is him. Like yeah, that was so much fun. They have the same name. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would. I think that when we get a PS5, we're getting God of War 2. It's not the right time now because I haven't unveiled the console. Because all these other games have already been announced. We haven't heard a goddamn nope. thing from Sony in a long time about new titles. Last of Us 5 is already announced. You're, I don't think you would lead Last into it. Did I say no? I yeah. said Last of Us Two was okay. already announced. Maybe if I said five, whatever I meant okay. to. I don't think a Horizon Zero Dawn is a big enough game, even though it sold more than God of War. I don't think that that's going to be the lead in to uh, PS Five. I think they're going to go with an old school PS mascot. So I think that's it. It could be like a new Crash game, but that's not like big enough. Yeah. It's not beautiful scaling this, that, and the other. I, I mean, I doubt it's God of War, but. I- I, I love your heads. Obviously, I would lo- that would you would have my automatic money. We, money. I think we get a God of War sequel in the next four years, like in our hands, ready to play. That would make it six years between games, and they worked on this one for what five? At least so like this. Least. I think that's enough time. Yeah, we're getting it in by what did I say? Four years, twenty twenty three, twenty twenty three. Mark my words. E three. That's 20- when you think PS five is coming out. No, that's when I think God of War two is coming out or whatever the next God of War game. PS okay. PS five is coming out uh, twenty twenty. Like March. I guess I better start saving. Like a year from <laughs> now. It's probably be 500 bucks. A year from now, we're going to have PS5. Or if it's not March, it'll be November. So, like, we're getting it next year. Yeah. That's it. What about your comic spotlight? Okay. <clears throat> well, the reason I did this, we all know that the, the Swamp Thing showed next week. And the season finale of DC Legends Tomorrow just wrapped last week. It was actually pretty funny. Pretty good. But Matt Ryan, who plays John Constantine, voices terms that he would love to appear on the Swamp Thing TV show. I doubt, obviously, he's in these first 10 episodes. But I picked up Saga of the Swamp Thing, number 37. It's the first full appearance of John Constantine. Came out June 1985. Alan Moore's story. Rick Veach and John Total Ben Art. And Stephen Bissett cover. 9.8 white pages. Let you have that right there. Um, I bought this book actually off Austin Reese. Um, Austin Reese on Instagram. I don't know if it's Austin Reese or Greg's Rare Comics. He's one of the best people to do, to buy any business with comics or art. Austin, he's, he's, he's the freaking man. Um, there is actually two 9.9s on CGC sen- Senses. Never seen any 9.9s in this book. There's 232 9.8s, 385 9.6s, and 299 9.4s. The last 9.8 sale was 550. 
I still think this book has plenty of room to go because I still feel like there's still more room for John Constant John Constantine. Also, Keanu Reeves was just in an interview saying that he would love to do another John Constantine movie. Because I don't know if you saw his movie in what 05 or something where Gavin Rossdale was the, the villain in it. But it was a different take on Constantine. I still think Keanu did good. I think he could do better. I would totally watch a second one. <clears throat> this issue's um it's about um Constantine, he's he's in England. And he kind of just senses that something supernatural is going to occur because he's the master of freaking the dark arts, as you could say. Abby's kind of nursing Swamp Thing back to health. He's literally the size of a bud, like two inches big. He almost got annihilated. She's feeding him water and pesticides. So eventually, John finds the house where they're going in and basically tells Swamp Thing for the first time, like, Swamp Thing, you know you can travel anywhere on Earth that has, like, Veg, like vegetable matter or, or anything any, like he can go anywhere on earth like almost in an instant and he's like, oh i had no idea so basically he's like well i'm about to leave i'm going to rosewood chicago i gotta go maybe i see you there maybe i don't so then time passes swamp things fully healed and abby's trying to talk to him tell him this story he doesn't hear a word she says all he thinks is rosewood and then issue ends so it was an interesting story to way that the way Constantine kind of came to be. He was based off of Sting, obviously you know Sting and the Police. Um, it's not confirmed, but Saga of the Swamp Thing twenty five. You kind of see a figure in the background of an issue where it looks like John Constantine. I have the issue in a nine eight, but CGC won't note it as his first cameo appearance. I don't know why because it freaking looks almost identical. But I digress. This is a great book. John Constantine is a great freaking. Uh, comic character i'm still waiting for a justice league dark movie because i think that movie has so much freaking potential guillermo where are you and that's my spotlight 75 cents upon first go around like you said june 1985 we got a huffy bike yeah bmx adam you remember huffy's back in the day with Stu thompson old school uh, bmx experience that's like right before date then after him was dave mira yeah Two, uh, no, Matt Hoffman. Oh, Hoff, well, Hoffman and Mira. And then Dave Mira. Rest in pieces. Well, Jesus, I, I, rest in it's, peace. It's the, I keep saying pieces. It's the Tommy guy, or Tommy boy line. Yeah. Or no, maybe it's Black Sheep. It's Black, Black Sheep. Sheep. Black Sheep. It's Gary Busey. That's my granddad. Rest in pieces, sir. Uh, AEW, the, the potential competition for the WWE, has their first official. Now, there was all or nothing last year. No, All In was last year, uh, so I think September. This is AEW's first pay-per-view under its branding of All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing, from the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. This Saturday night, the pre-show is available for free, streaming on YouTube and other places. You can buy it on pay-per-view for like 50 bucks or something like that. Um, You can get it on Fight TV. You can get it on all your cable providers, pay-per-view, all that good stuff. But I would recommend watching, I think they call it the buy-in, is their kickoff show. Um, that's going to be again, free on YouTube from, I think six to seven or seven to eight Eastern time. I forget which one, but that's on, uh, AEW. I think it's even the elite is the name of the YouTube channel. So check that out. Cause that'll hope, hopefully get you away from the bullshit. That's been the WWE lately. I'm okay with the 24 seven title, even though it looks like shit. Uh, but this pay-per-view is going to be awesome. You have Sean Spears is going to be in there. He's Ty Dillinger from WWE. He's going to be in the Battle Royale. You have Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega. The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. You have Cody Rhodes versus his brother Dustin Rhodes, which is Gold Dust in his probably last match ever. It's going to be a hype as shit. 
I cannot wait. I will be watching live on Saturday night. I have canceled our plans for Saturday night just so I can watch this pay-per-view live from my fucking recliner. I can't wait. Thank you. It's going to be so good. I'm so happy we have an alternative to WWE. I'm so happy it landed a TV deal. I'm so happy that I'm going to be able to watch something else that's not just like a Monopoly. And if I want to watch wrestling, I have to watch WWE. I'm really psyched to get options again and not impact because that shit blows. But... Thank you to uh, AW. Check it out. Go watch it on pay-per-view. Let's do our Patreon shout-outs. We, we can't do this show without you. If you help us out on Patreon, we give you a shout-out every week on the show. So we appreciate our Patreons. Brad, uh, Bradley Epstein, Darren Monroe, Jay Sanford 9482 Mike Forward, and Sam Reimer, twitch.tv slash MyKnifeYourLife, um, and also Ryan Roselio. Thank you guys very much for being patrons to the show. Sam, what's your pick of the week? John Wick 3 Parabellum. Movie is freaking fantastic. Keanu Reeves ups to Andy again. Halle Berry surprised the shit out of me. The, her action sequences, her shooting ability. Go watch our training video. She's awesome. Lawrence Fishburne's great. Ian McShane, he's fucking always great. And the dog's in it. Again, it pushes the story along. It shows you some backstory. Keeps everything going. Great movie. 88% of Rotten Tomatoes on a $55 million budget. Already made its freaking money. Had the same director for 1, 2, and 3. Go check it out. Uh, mine is a an album review. I've been doing a lot of music on my pick of the week lately. Um, I've been on some crazy music binges lately to f- like just try and expand my horizons and kind of get some new bands, some new blood in there. On top of the fact that I can't stop listening to Fall Out Boy, uh, but there's a newer band on the block. They've been around for a couple years, but they're just releasing their f- debut LP uh, called Any Given Flower. This band is Figure Eight. Um, they're from Long Island. We actually reviewed the record, Any Given Flower, on our website. We podcast and we know things. Our uh, resident album reviewer, Ryan Waldis, scored an 8.5 out of 10. Cleverly, the tagline of the article was 8.5 out of uh, – figure 8.5 out of 10. Very clever nice. there. Um, but as I was – you know, gave him the record so he could do the review, of course I'm going to listen to it. And I listened to it once through and I was like, well, let me listen to it again because it was pretty good. Well, let me listen to it again because it was really, really good. Every time you listen, you like it Every time I listen to it, it got better and better to the point where I'm like, shit, I got this on the review copy that we were sent, which thank you. I appreciate you, Becky, over at BPM. Um, But I want this in my hands, man. I want to be able to pop this on to the Spotify and check it out whenever I so please. Uh, which we'll be able to on 531. So it releases on May 31st of this year. Highly recommend you check it out. Figure 8, Any Given Flower, 8.5 out of 10 by Ryan Waldis. I can't disagree. It is a really fun, fun record. And I will say, if you're going to listen or look for a track to listen to first, I have to say my favorite track on the record is True Love. It's really, really, Brings really good. I am. I'm a big old puss. But True Love is my favorite track on the record. That was episode 136. It was a doozy. Uh, I'm going to go eat some hot fries. Sam's going to drive home. We got off tomorrow. Long weekend. Memorial Day. Hope you have some fun plans. Have some fun with your friends and family. Be safe. And we'll see you next week for episode 137. Our watch is in.
Did you know the ESO Network has a brand new Patreon? That's right. We're asking for your help, and you could do it for as little as a dollar a month. Don't fret. All your favorite shows will still be available for free as always. But you can get exclusive podcasts and more not heard anywhere else but on our Patreon. To sign for the ESO Network, Patreon's easy. All you have to do is go to ESOPodcast.com and click on the link. With your support of the ESO Network, it's you who will reap the rewards. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.